All right. Hello and welcome to Get Lit. I am Gina Lennertz. I am Erica Arvanetis. And this is our podcast where we talk sometimes about things people have written and other stuff we want to talk about because we're strong women and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Speaking of strong women, we have a guest today. Eileen, introduce yourself. Hi, my name's um, Eileen Beniquez, and I'm their first guest, I think. Yes. Our very Congrats first. Congrats to you. Yeah. It's Congrats a great to me. For you, Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> Hear only my voice. That's great, and thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you yeah. for coming. We're very yes. excited. Um, tell us, like, about yourself. A little bit, of, yeah, just a little bit. Okay. About uh, well, what what do I say? Well, um, they had me come in and pick two books, so mm. I picked two of my favorites. <clears throat> uh, I am Colombian Puerto Rican. Um, what else? What else is interesting about me? <laughs> um, I'm a photographer, so I do freelance work in San Diego and L.A., a lot of L.A. stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm saying um so much. <laughs> I'm not used okay. to the podcast. Uh, what Talk else? normal, Eileen. Gosh, I know. Talk like a, like a regular Gina person. voice. I need the Gina voice. Yeah, everyone's yeah, got to have a Gina. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I do photography. I just recently started writing, uh, which is... Uh, what do you what do I, yes, I write for a site called Shop Latinx Biz. So it's a site that um, pushes people to kind of buy toward uh, buy things or or uh, or look at uh, Latin websites, Latin businesses. Mm-hmm. And so I write a lot about Latin businesses in San Diego. That's it's cool. based in um, in LA. She writes the, very well, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Check her out. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll do. I don't know. You guys will probably link. I it or personally anything. was a huge fan of the article you posted on the different pins yes yeah so i do funky it's very like buzzfeed yeah that's a very yeah. buzzfeed style article you it have is. some longer form ones that yes. are more so like, i basically write yeah so a lot of the girls are in la so i'm the only one in san diego the only one so mm-hmm. i've been writing about latin businesses here and it's kind of great because i've been writing about places i just go to you know coffee you're shops. busting your ass though oh thank you're getting you them done. You're getting them done. <laughs> thank you so that's been new for me because i didn't really tap into writing by the way, one of my editors is Erica, so that also really helps You're me. You're welcome. Yes, she just edited something. I have to go read it later. Um, <laughs> so I do the shop shop site. Um, that was we, a really cool one too. Like that that one's like, um, which actually Eileen like, sh- I'm trying to say it correctly. Shed light mm-hmm. on this issue. <laughs> yes. I almost said shedded, and that was terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, shed smart. light on this issue because uh, Eileen and I, Eileen is a good friend of mine, yeah. uh, and. Um, not Gina's. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so being a be. bit aggressive and territorial, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Eileen and I went uh, went to Comic Con this past summer, and um, she met up with um, a girl that she knows, Tuesday Bassin, Bassin, and who's super cool, super awesome, and she's um, kind of an independent artist, and she makes pins. Uh, jackets, like all Patches. this cool she stuff. She has her Patches. own clothing line. Yeah. Cool. Personally, I want the one with like a heart that says always and forever over and thinking. I'm super excited. I really <laughs> want it from the back of this jacket. Yeah, she's perfect. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, uh, she's like waging this huge war, like lawsuit against, is it? Zara. Zara. Um, so Zara ripped off her, her design. design. Oh, yeah. So you know that girl. I thought so. I yeah, do. I we met her and I, I went to her store. She was yeah. in Chinatown in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and um yeah it's like identical and how yeah. this relates to the article that i was talking uh that i linked uh that i edited is <laughs> that uh it's a similar idea but um uh, a, a war against kind of urban outfitters and forever 21 mm. for like taking patterns or yeah cultural uh, appropriation cultural which appropriation urban is kinda. like 
amazing at notorious to use a a nicer word um, (laughs) for sure so that that's the recent one it's kind of a a preview you know Um, but I've written other stuff about uh, businesses and pins I did that for the holidays and we really push these independent artists online because you know uh, one artist that I have um, this one I'm wearing well I don't know if you'll get a picture but this is Bella Donna LA these two girls are from the hood in Los Angeles and they started um, their bike, they have a huge biker culture. Mm-hmm. So they started doing that. They are, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty big. Um, but then I have a couple of other Selena pins. Like one girl, she lives in Iowa, yeah. a drunk mother dancing. I'll tag you. She well, we got our blog up and running. I'll like link all. Of oh, for things. sure. Yeah. So she does independent work and this is like how she gets her money, you know? Yeah. And she's like a younger, uh, Carol, you know, she's a younger girl. I believe she's younger than I, it doesn't matter. Or yeah. my age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She lives in Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't even get the Selena Mack line because, like, yeah. one store carried it in, like, all of her state. Exactly. And so that's what makes me happy is to see them be like, oh, my God, we have so many orders that yeah. I don't know what to do, you know? Okay. So I've been writing about that, pushing that. Um, similar to, like, uh, the patch I got uh, I got you is Adam JK. Yes, that's and Tuesday's friend. Yeah, he's he's also an independent artist, and he uh, his designs have been ripped off as well. Yep, Zara. As, yeah, but Zara as well. And so I don't um, go to Zara anymore. Great. No Zara. And, uh, but like you see, I see his Instagram stories and even his own Instagrams. He does everything himself. Like it's really like a what is it a PO box? Like and like he's he's like shipping them out. He's doing it all himself. So it's like kind of really. Um, like I like respect like mm-hmm. for for them like yeah. busting their ass and like trying to make a brand for themselves yeah gotta so. respect entrepreneurs yeah for sure so I'm, I'm writing about that so um, how do we got like so far up <laughs> no well erica's a right? fan of pins she's wearing I'm fa- two I'm pins getting into the pin game i found her book uh was it the book nerd yes book nerd. um that one so i've cute. got it at um harvard uh bookstore i went to i did oh, cool. my which tell is, me about the other one for tell my, me about the other one. Oh, and then an <laughs> avocado pin which i got at tuesday's store Oh, and really? Yes, I got oh, I that at Tuesday's that. store. Yeah, that's a friend of hers that does it. Thanks, so she Tuesday. has in her store in LA. She, I'm just selling, girl. Tuesday, girl. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, like commission. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll right. tag her in it. Yeah, let's tag her in it. Um, she has not only her pins, but she has ton, like literally a ton. One girl just does French pastries, so she has macaroons and that's croissants. Awesome. So, so I got my best friend Leah. What's up, Leah? <laughs> she, um, I got her a croissant pin because she's a cook and she lo- we went to France together. That's adorable. Um, so, so Tuesday really pushes other brands, which is awesome. That's yeah. and she's so sweet to do that because you could they just have a cat line. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> they do. No, all they about, have. Gina's all about it. Load up a whole jacket full of them. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. No, she has like you guys should definitely go if you can. Yeah. Um, but I do that and um, I found that pin in Harvard. I was actually there for a woman project, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, I, I when I see. I have this thing where I don't give people Christmas presents because throughout the year I see something I like and I think, like I saw that in summer Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, Erica. And I just kind of (laughs) like... Gave it to her. Yeah. I, I have like, this oh, thing nice. where I don't buy people Christmas presents and then I don't buy them any presents. Yeah, at all. Yeah. That's, that's a, fine, girl. We ain't got the money. <laughs> that's a good call too. Mm-hmm. So t- tell us about your um, your Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah, my Women Project. So mm-hmm. the Women Project um, was birthed kind of when I was sixteen, which is crazy. It's almost been eleven years. Wow. Since I since I thought of it, but when you're young and you don't have the experience to shoot, I started I loving photography about 13, 12. Mm-hmm. I got National Geographic, um, like a magazine, uh, you know, 
The Afghan girl, everyone knows that one. If you don't mm-hmm. Google it, Afghan girl. Yeah, with the it. rings? Is that no. no. Oh, with the oh eyes. Erica. <laughs> the rap in the oh. eyes. But that's one of them. That's, oh. He's the same photographer, though. Sorry. Okay. No worries. <laughs> um, you'll look at Well, I guess Erica has to Google it live. Let's oh, talk okay. About I'll do it right now. <laughs> it says I'm so podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what um, is it? What am I looking at? The National Afghan Geographic. girl, 1984. And then they did like a, he found her later, right? He and he her did later. her older. You'll know. And her eyes are oh, okay. crazy. Yeah. Not the girl with the rings. Not the girl with the rings. But the girl with the rings. Oh, different. with the eyes. Cool yes. Yeah. Okay. Stunning. But, um, so. That I, is, like, that's awesome to know that's how you, it sparked it. Cause, like, that. Yes. Yeah. I like do kind of, picture that's ever. kind of very your, it, I, I see it. That's a huge compliment <laughs> to me because I love that photography. Yeah, I, I I see it. Um, thank you. Yeah. So that that kind of started it. I started, and little did I know it would throw me into portraits, which is something I shoot a lot. If you guys link my website, we uh, oh definitely link my my page, uh, you guys will see. So I had that in mind, but it took me almost ten years to really do it. I went yeah. to photography school in LA, and I learned commercial work. I learned how to do lighting and all that kind of mm-hmm. fun. stuff but also boring stuff um, that it really, they really did train me. Uh, the biggest thing they trained me is to deal with being freelance, which is great. Um, and then what else? And so last year I started it and I took my first shot of it. Uh, and then unfortunately I had a friend pass away. She was in a, uh, oh. she got hit by a car, car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Cammy, mm-hmm. And that really sparked me to do it. I was like, uh, can we curse on this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Thinking of it in my head uh, without doing it. You know, Cammy was going to go get ice cream and she died. So it was just one of those like really mm-hmm. intense things like, fuck, like I should. Why am I not doing it now? And yeah. so um, she was one of the people on, you know, on Facebook, you know, you do social media. She liked it. She's all she was also a photographer, mm-hmm. shot a lot of pictures of herself and stuff like that. Um, and so I was like, fuck it, let me just start. And I think what scared me was at first I was only shooting my friends, but then I realized I'm really missing something by not interviewing strangers. Mm-hmm. So I started yeah. to connect with women on the street. Like I literally would just go up to Such them. Such a Hi. cool concept. Yeah. Hi, can I take a picture? And, yeah. you know, I'm just like this short, chubby very, um, Latin girl. So they weren't as uh, like scared. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's very Humans of New York. Yeah. Very Humans of New York. Humans of New York. Brandon started from Humans of New York that the yeah. same way. Um, he doesn't, you know, he lets people talk though. And I have three yeah. basic questions. So, yeah. um, you know, I want to know your age. Uh, the biggest one is ethnicity. So there it's women of color for now, um, because I'm a woman of color and I really wanted to figure out what connected us. And give you, you know? guys a voice when you don't really have a voice. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like it, it started becoming just from, uh, being online and I started following the last year, a lot of random girls that I didn't know, but that I had a lot in common with mm-hmm. were either both Latinas or they're black girls and they love photography or painting. And so, uh, it was funny cause I, before I would only follow like who I knew and like, you know, I don't know, yeah. teen Vogue. Now I deleted a lot of that shit and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to follow these chicks who, and then when they talk about their issues, it's, um, it's crazy just to, and who, who's that person that told you to follow a lot of people so you could like build your Instagram? Who, who told oh, you to do that? was that Erica? Who's that? Was, was that me? Was that, that was okay, Erica. Right, okay, I'm just checking. Erica does uh, <laughs> social media and she's been kind of like the, the Oz, uh, <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, um, I, uh... it's very smart though because I didn't go to school for it. You know, um, she went to school for kind of you did creative writing. Yeah, right? 
she did more creative writing and I think social media really hit her and she works for it. I didn't do that. I've been doing freelance, so her suggestion was amazing. You know, I hit a thousand followers in four yeah. weeks. That's yeah. crazy. Um, because yeah, I hit fourteen hundred demog- now. Like, yeah. Nice. I, I hit I hit a demographic uh, Oh yeah. Which was my, my girls, my my yeah. Edmonas. And they're very like they're very community based and they like are. they will they will support you. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, like yeah, that first that last picture. Yeah. I mean I think even more so than, like, because, like, what I was basing it off, like, telling her is, like, I have Rambling Redhead, which is my, like, more book review kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a niche in there to where, like, other people, like, have their book review Instagrams and, like, where they're obsessed with, like, book nerds, whatever. Like, I followed all of them that I could get my hands on. And now I've built up kind of a community. I haven't, like... 1200 at this point yeah right and that's now. still impressive it, yeah i mean no, like that's great though yeah but like want, hers was in a very short period of time so impressive yeah like I, my 1200 has yeah. been like what year and a half yeah she's like it took me like four or six or months and i was like oh okay cool like that's really short she didn't so like I'll a just month start following and <laughs> like I, and she's like you hit over mine i'm like i, I did i did <laughs> sent her a screenshot i'm like bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't but, know that but it's cool i think the reason it's a clear community so yeah yeah. the reason why i think is because for the longest time uh there's so many artists i have a huge belief that anyone that it comes from indigenous or is indigenous is naturally artistic i think Mm -hmm. they can sing i think they can paint yeah because they're storytellers we grew up as storytellers uh you know mine and for you know we were we were kind of colonized by the spanish so i'm more latin i call myself latin i don't call myself hispanic but, you know, so um, someone Native American, like, if you ever notice, they're so artistic. Mm-hmm. Without even being artistic, their culture is artistic. They're, you know. And so, lately, because we had, you know, a black president since 2008, yeah. I think we realized, like, oh, this is dope. Like, this is a black man who was used to be poor, and now he's the fucking president. He's like why a the great fuck person. Yeah, like, why we can't... We all love him so much. Yeah, and why, you know, miss him. But yeah. so much. Do your thing, boo-boo, yeah. over there in the Virgin Islands. You do you. But um, <laughs> take a break. But, you know, I think that's why, you know, I was always thinking about, like, why is it so community? I think it's because we're so used to not really exposing ourselves in terms of art yeah. that now you just see all these Instagrams, mm-hmm. you know. Like, right now, um, I'm not doing it, but a girl post... Uh, excuse me. Um, a guy posted that I met a couple weeks ago He's making like his own Selena shirts, and I collect Selena uh, Quintanilla shirts. Oh, you'll like, learn as this podcast goes on the <laughs> obsession. That yeah, Eileen the obsession, has. how it began. Um, and I literally was like, "I'm gonna buy that." And I, I just messaged him, and he's like, "Oh, really? Uh, thank you." I just put. I'm like, "No, I want it. Don't even post it online. Don't post it on Etsy. <laughs> like nobody else is my shirt." It. She and literally then, did it in the car in the driveway. I was like, I'm posting me. it. So I obsessively find independent artists. So that really helped. And so the Women Project, half of these women, I mean, I remember all of them, you know? Yeah. And uh, the fact that I was able to shoot in Harvard, that was awesome. Isn't that's that so cool. It's, that's it's, the owner of Chavita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I shot in Harvard. I had some some brilliant women. Um, excuse me. That wine soda. Um, <laughs> I've had some brilliant answer so it means a lot to me it's my baby it's my child I birthed it and it makes me nervous like the people are reading it but I think I really have to let that go and it's and on top of that when Cammy passed away, yeah when Cammy passed away I lost four people in 2016 and they were all young and so for me I was like you know life is short it's that kind of tacky realization almost it's the 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 cliche something bad happens and you realize like oh you need to move forward yeah and it it's gone so smoothly it's so it's scary because the hardest part is to walk up to someone because that yeah. was hard. Yeah. You're not really taught that. Like, 
like but they love it like you they know love it they're like, like they're oh you're like little and you know i'm not as a if i was like a guy i think unfortunately and also they love like that that you know this them. is a part of social media like i'm not i don't currently work in social media anymore i um a copywriter but like that this is the part that i love about social media like it was so negatively focused when i was working mm-hmm. in social media because uh, customer service social media is never fun uh but this kind of uh social is like where i think there's inspiration and hope because like say she's on the street and she talks to this one girl Ken- kenyatta i probably butchered that i apologize yeah. um that's at the women's march yeah <clears throat> uh like at the women's march she she mm-hmm. she saw people she took portraits and like they they feel really good when they when they got it in the photos and then they go online and they see like oh my god like i'm on this thing like look at me like someone actually listened to me and i have a voice and like look how cool that is and they feel part of a community they feel really inspired they might repost it they might you know what i mean yeah like i love that that it makes someone feel special for a second Mm -hmm. like build somebody up and that took me really talking to erica because yeah and also i for i made her go to the woman's march yes (laughs) because i was like can you I was like, "Why are you not going? Like, right. imagine the portraits you can get of women. No, and they're right. all over. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't she got some many, awesome ones, like, though. Yeah, but actually, the, like, that this last... is a great one. So this is that actually that last portrait is actually what I wanted to say after the girl one two three in the right in the middle. She's actually one of the muralists of Chicano Park. Oh, really? like wow. I've never cool. met one. Like it's always just painted. You know? Oh wow, that's cool. And that's awesome. she. Was, she's a mother. Her, the the one with the bandana on her head yeah. is uh, or her face is uh, her thirteen year old daughter who wants to be a photographer. So oh, she hmm. was like staring at me the whole time. She's like, "You're going to Bali? That's so cool, you know, and stuff like that." But she was. It was just. I almost I almost uh, teared up uh, when I went and she like looked at me and she's like, "We will back you up with anything you do. We have galleries." She's like, "We want your work on some on that's a wall." So cool. Wow, that's because amazing. they believe in it so much. And and recently, Barrio Logan has opened a lot of galleries. Um, mm-hmm. La Bodega Gallery is the biggest one. It's this kind of like deconstructed uh, building. Unfortunately, they're raising funds to rebuild it because of what happened in San Francisco where the that they had that party and there was a fire. Oh, yeah. Uh. So now they're being really strict with like the the kind of fire code but anyways but they have that's one of like five on the street (laughs) like there's so many and so it's what she was saying i literally stayed connected with almost every girl and it's been really cool to see it grow awesome um i love the answers that's a huge one you know yeah i don't i I can do a little like one for you yeah like just to get an idea for people uh, sorry i'm gonna show her (laughs) here go back to the main page can i scroll down I'll show you when I was just about to talk about her. Um, okay. Her. Oh. So you can, so this is, so I'll read that one if you want, and then yeah. you'll read another one of a different age. So you okay, can yeah, it. this is, um, uh, just do like, just read it. Just read it, yeah. Uh, it goes, name, uh, Valerie, age 63, ethnicity black, and uh, what does being a woman mean to you? Staying strong yet knowing when to be vulnerable. Advice to younger girls, women, have a strong sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. and oh she, she that's it yeah so that's oh, okay. that's what i ask oh, okay um and then go back sorry that i thought it was three but no worries and then go down and then click these two girls, these two girls? they just graduated high school oh wow yeah they're beautiful they um, are the first uh okay and they're Nic- nicole and michaela mm-hmm. they're 17 and they're armenian and polish japanese and white wow oh, um what what does being a young woman mean to you independent strength we have so much power advice to younger girls what like 
two-year-olds. They're so young. <laughs> uh, don't let social media influence you. That's a good fucking answer. Yeah. Uh, try your best not to believe rumors because most of the time rumors aren't true. See the difference in answers? Wow. That's yeah. true. By yeah, age. A lot of think about it when you were 17 mm-hmm. and that advice to another 17-year-old or 15-year-old yeah, who, really... who heard a rumor. Um, there's a little, there's some behind the scenes stuff. After I talked to those girls, we sat and you know, I started hearing, you know, after that they kept talking and they're like, I think it's really stupid that women, girls that are 17 call each other sluts online. They just kept going. Yeah. They're really woke. They're awake. Wow. Yeah. They're aware because mm-hmm. online, look, we didn't have, we're all kind of similar in age. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the internet in that way. And yeah. so, and so the fact that it could be super negative is, is so crazy to me. And so it was so cool to see. I, I, I shot the 69 year old Valerie and the two 17-year-olds the same day, an hour apart, at the yeah. same flea market in L.A. So I love that. Like, that's the yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. You, you see, and then the 69-year-old just met her father that day. Jeez, she, that's her, so cool that you can, like, meet all these people. Oh, yeah, and, like, and yeah. It's, it's crazy because, I, you know, Erica has always kind of, Erica and a lot of my other friends are like, you have a great personality, you know, it'd be easy to talk to you on, you know, on the street. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's, like, it's crazy. I end up talking to them for a long time, which mm-hmm. that's why I, I only get like three or four a day. I'm like, I should get like She's 16. A fucking chatterbox, I tell I you. I know. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, um, But yeah. So that's my woman project. Uh, definitely check it out. I Maybe I'll sh- end up taking a picture of whoever's uh, listening. But uh, yeah. it's it's my child, so I'm very excited for it. Um, yeah. Eventually, I'm going to broaden it. For now, it's women of color. And actually, the, the intention is to publish a book. Uh, I work... Mm-hmm. A lot with because uh, oh, like to, humans of New York has a book now, right? He does. He yeah. has a ton of books. Yeah. He has like a baby one, a pet one. Mm-hmm. So he he kind of has the same oh, concept. Dogs of New York. Yeah, dogs of New York. <laughs> so awesome. I want to do a I'm sure big. They'd all be so different. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'd be cute though. Um, I want to do like a big portrait, like a big fatty like coffee table book, yeah. um, and eventually kind of sell that. Uh, but I even sell, just have it out, and uh, I would proudly display that on my coffee. Thank yeah. you. Um, in preview, I already have an idea of who's the cover. And it's my, a friend of mine, I don't even want to say who it is, but I can, if you're scrolling, if you keep scrolling, no, keep scrolling down. <laughs> right there. No, you put right here. Over here. It's that one. She was actually the, you can show Gina. She's the original girl that oh. really, I jump-started, or woman, excuse me, she's a mom, a woman who jump-started this because she, her story was so good. But she will find out when I need to shoot her for the cover. She won't know till gotcha. I, yeah. She I really know like this one, too. Thank you. Yeah. So that's there's a, a couple one. of. I'm trying to kind of yeah. figure. That's very humans in New York. Like, notice he does like multiple shots. So yeah. I'm learning. I'm. This is also a learning experience. You know, I did do commercial photography. It's mm-hmm. in college, and I learned how to shoot wine glasses, and you know, and then people and cars, and yeah. So this is documentary almost, and so <coughs> it's fun. I'm always. I'm always a student. I'm never a teacher in my eyes. Maybe I'll teach someone one day, but. So it's, it's been fun to try a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technical and with people. So yeah, that's that's what I do. It, that's my baby. And, and yeah. it's getting you and noticed, I'm, dude. And I'm going to Bali in three weeks. For it's four getting weeks. you noticed. <laughs> like, so jealous. Yeah. It, like, Woman Project's get, getting her noticed. Like, she's getting people mm-hmm. biting because of it. So. I know. And, it, and for me, it's like, you know, stay humble. It, the most important thing is what it is. The, the, yeah. the meat of it is their stories and... Um, just talking to women it's been really fun like I said I'm gonna broaden it I'll probably go to Europe and ask them questions and see what other languages you know because I feel we all have a very similar connection if you read all of them mm-hmm. they all kind of say the same thing 
Yeah. Um, and so, but We're the older ones are different as yeah. we all <laughs> appear and but feel right every, now. Yeah. Everyone has a different, except the older ones. The older ones have amazing advice. The one about being yeah. vulnerable. That's such a good piece of advice mm-hmm. for younger girls. So, yeah. So yeah. I did think on those questions. It is kind of like, um, like good to know, like, what would you say if like someone came up and asked you that? Like, yeah. what does being a woman mean to you? Yeah. Like, that's a deep question. I wouldn't yeah. be able, like, they come up with some, like, bomb-ass answers. Like, I, know, I would be like, of people it means make... being yourself. <laughs> like, like, I I... like, it means being being a girl. It's just like, <laughs> like, like a, you have, like, an you have, like, boobs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, actually, I, I have a, a, I have a clipboard, so you can write it. So, oh, okay. And I do that uh, on purpose, so you have more space to kind of write, be honest. Well, that's good. Without saying it, because sometimes saying it's harder. That's true. And also in the future... Excuse me. I'm sorry. She gave, it's Gina's fault. She gave me a very nice soda. I apologize. (laughs) It's all bubbly. Um, it's about that. And also eventually it's an idea of, uh, this is the first time I'm saying out loud, but I'd like to make like a wall of all the answers for like a gallery showing. Hmm. Be kind of fun, right? To kind of see everyone's writing. Some people scribbled stuff out. I love it. It's really raw. It's really pure. That's awesome. To a gallery. I know. Seriously. I mean, I'm really hoping I'm so, I'm so, uh, humbled by that. I, I mean, I don't go to these women to, uh, ask them for help. I just been like, yeah, just shoot. That's awesome though. I've always pushed Eileen to network herself, and she hates talking about herself. She hates pimping herself. But I, do. I love pimping her, so I'll be like, so I'll make do it. I'll you think? Because I'm such a chatterbox. Like, let yeah. me talk about my. But I think I was just raised to be. You know, I I learned early on just. Humble shooting. is good, but know know your strength. Like know yeah, know sure. what you're good at, and like that's something. I, I have more recently learned. Yeah. For so sure. like, I'm always like, no, you're what you're good at, Eileen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, it took I me a while. I can see now why you say Gina has the better voice. I just that was a, that was <laughs> a great voice. I did. She's very gentle. <laughs> but gentle. I'm endearing. She has this ballerina. Yes. She's yeah. ballerina swag tonight, by the way, guys. She <laughs> <laughs> has her hair back. Her eyebrows are, are fleeky. Yeah. She Thank looks you. good. Um, but yeah, the, and I agree. What about me? <laughs> You look. Like She's you got look good. pins okay, on. <laughs> I need. I need. Thank you, Gina. That was savage. I need attention, uh, <laughs> and validation. Okay. That, yes, you look beautiful. We're thank all beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. And so it's taking me time. You know, I'm definitely behind the scenes person. So this is really yeah. fun. You know, if you notice, I posted like a picture of myself with my Halloween costume. Yeah. A lot of people want to know who I am, what I look like, because they think it's I'm like the girl in the in, the, in like the little profile pic. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's a girl that I saw with a really dope outfit. Um, so it's hard. I'm pushing myself out more. I have a couple of people interested in interviewing me and, and having me be the main thing. And I'm just so like, <laughs> like us, you know, like, like you guys. Know. Yeah. But it's just the voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's my woman yeah. project. So we thanks. also brought, uh, Eileen on to talk about two books that shaped her. Yes. As a woman. You tell Gina's trying to segue. No, <laughs> hey, no, no we need one. to get to no, the, the meat of it, man. Awkward. I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> so her two books that she chose were White Oleander, which was so, so beautiful. Which is by <laughs> Janet Fitch. Yes, I'm sure a lot of people know about it since it was one of Oprah's book club selections. And then also the Selena um, biography, though only partial biography because it's just about her time with her husband and that's written by her husband yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it was a very intimate look at their life together which and i'm is the really worst sad. person in the world and i did not get to read selena and uh eileen's giving me a terrible shady look right now and i'm sorry <laughs> she and goes well here's the thing i'm it. just gonna say she goes, i will she goes they're, they're they're small right and i'm sitting here as a harry potter reader i'm like yeah they're only like you know less than 400 pages and she sent me caps lock 400 pages and i was like that's not small like Harry Potter it's was not. like 750. No, no, no. no, but she's right. I'm just being. I mean, I. I uh, you took my book. Where's mine? I definitely. Was, <laughs> I definitely found myself like 
super drawn to White Elander. It was so beautiful. Like, I, Absolutely. It was Once beautifully, beautifully sad and like so like dark, but also like I just I thought it was so well written. Um, For all of you out there that don't know what it is. Um, basically, it's about this girl named Astrid Magnuson and her mother, Ingrid, who's just like this beautiful poetess that's just a horrible monster person. So she ends up killing her um, her ex-boyfriend because he just stops loving her or doesn't care about her anymore, and she's I'll just bury. like scorned. So she poisons him somehow, and then it's just Astrid's journey from there from foster home to foster home um, through L.A., which is an, basically a character in the book. It's very prominent. Um, and then she's just trying to figure out who she is. Eileen's just taking selfies. Eileen's <laughs> taking selfies. It's fine. <laughs> Not distracting I'm at all. <laughs> um, I can help yeah, you out. So Where'd that, you that's stop? The, um, that she just, it's her journey to find out who she is as a person. Keep going. You got it. Um, if her mother, you know, has this hold on her her whole life or if she can ever become who she is on her own. Yes. And it's And beautiful. she goes like, because... I don't know if you mentioned this already. I, was I just did a brief. I was busy helping out I didn't, with the selfies. I did an overview. You did an overview? She did. She's yeah. Didn't mention it Ingrid and, and Ingrid, the mom, like, ends up in prison, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. She and um, I, we can talk about it, but I think it's, like, kind of re- hilarious and also, like, kind of ridiculous, her prison experience. Like, well, she it's, kind of, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's I feel like it seems kind of realistic to me that she's, like, this oh, poet yeah. that everybody's just, like, in love with because she's so beautiful. I believe that this could happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, okay, yeah. Let's, let's not get distracted right now. But, like, <laughs> like, she's in prison and, like, while she's not able to care for her daughter, uh, Astrid ends up in foster care and bounces all around, um... L.A. All around L.A., which it's kind of a great... I feel like LA is kind of a character within itself. It is. Like, you it's definitely didn't hear what I said when I was talking because I said that. You said that? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, so, she said, just ignore me. Gina. Yeah, just ignore me. She didn't say the prison part or the foster care thing, but she just no, said, I said foster okay. care. Did you say it? Okay, I sorry. Did. Okay. Wow, we were all taking That's selfies. okay. It's sorry. fine. I'll just, I'll just say it. But, I, but what I, what I, the reason I picked this is um, I, I believe, and I've given it to younger girls, I think every young girl should read the book. It is really, um, I actually gave it to, you went to high school with me. I gave it to Miss Valenzuela oh. to give to her teenage daughters. Um, nice. And I said, maybe re- have them read them when they're like 17. Yeah. But I love, the book is really, it's supposed to be for adults, you know, but it's, yeah. I, I loved it. I read it at 14. I'll tell you the background of why I chose this book. But I read it at 14. I believe, actually, I think I was younger because White Olander came out in 2002, so I was 12. So I think I was 12. I saw the movie first, I think. And then I asked, I was like, mommy, mommy, it's on sale at Costco. You know, can I get it? And my mom, she's, you know, Columbia. She's like, yeah, just like, she didn't know what I was buying. No, I love that because I was the same. I read like Oprah Book Club selection. I read Where the Heart Is when I was 12. So it's the same kind of book (laughs) where it's just like super heavy. But my mom was just like, it doesn't matter if you're reading. I don't care what it is. (laughs) That's exactly what my mother should have been in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and so I read it then. And so it's. My mom um, didn't let me read Goosebumps. Really? really? Oh, I'm sorry. Nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> John, I swear to God. We Why are you laughing? Me? He's laughing at. I swear to God. We should do um an, our I'm next serious. podcast. Let me read. We should do Goosebumps. Cut me I, I have to and call once my again, mom and ask her if I can read it. Well, yeah, once again, she didn't read it, so she'll be good. <laughs> I still can. I get nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. God, I can't believe you can read. Those are great. 
Uh, and then like like uh, perhaps in underpants too. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I read it really young. And so glad your guys' moms were so open. <laughs> I think you know perhaps we're like maybe really good friends. My mom and me, we just right? have like a relationship. I feel like care. maybe Gina can agree, but like I feel like my mom tips it as long as you're reading, yeah. you know, because my mom loved that I read so much, and so I think she just didn't bother to look at what I was reading, you know. But um, when I read it, I was so young, and I remember I don't remember much of the exact process, but. It literally stayed with me through a lot of stages of my life. So when I was 12, and then I reread it in high school, in sophomore, junior year, I got my first boyfriend, and then I moved to L.A. for college, and I took it with me, the book that my sister still has, Claudia. <laughs> I'm going to link you this uh, SoundCloud <laughs> link, be like, read, listen to this. But um, So rereading it through stages of my life is really mm-hmm. interesting yeah. because you grow with it. Just like uh, I told Erica, like this book is like Sex in the City. Watch Sex in the City when you're a teenager, then watch it again at 25, then 35, and it's a completely different show. Except and so, more and so, yeah. um, intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah more, you know, but I, I love it because it, it's like like those shows and stuff. It, it shows you... Mm-hmm. The mind of a different type of woman, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. and a young girl who's a bunch becoming of a woman. Types of women. Yeah, yeah. And, I feel and like it's... from when, like, like you're saying, when you grow with it, yeah. like, say you're 14 and you read it, you yeah. can really, really resonate with Astrid. Yeah, for but sure. imagine being 35. Maybe you resonate with Ingrid. Maybe you resonate with Raina. Maybe you resonate with Ingrid. Olivia, is, yeah, or, and, and it's I don't know about Ingrid because she's her own Claire. breed, but you know what? I said rest in peace, Claire. Yeah. I know. Seriously, nobody's listening to you, Gina. I know. <laughs> They should be. Stop. My voice is the pretty one. You're like, talk about when I'm giving me compliments. Yeah. But no, and... and you just and, sit there and look pretty and you talk. No, I'm kidding. I'm so, I'm so kidding. That's a joke. That was a joke. That's I'm what sorry. she's... On a podcast about women being, like, strong. Come on, Erica. I'm sorry. We also can look good. Yeah. You can look <laughs> good. I'm telling... I'm Beyonce saying you don't good. talk much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and I, I think something I noticed just by telling you guys, uh, reread... Because I haven't read it in a minute. You know, it's been a couple of years, but... Yeah. I was like, wow, this book is literally full of women. I didn't think it about is. it because yeah. Ingrid and Astrid There's were barely men. any men. No. And when they are men, they're, they're trash. Like, yeah, they're trash. Mm-hmm. And, and they're so, barely even mentioned. You're not John just trash. Like a portion. <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and so this book is, it's so good. I think it should be read. I think, um, I think it empowered me without me even knowing. I think even at 12, I was like, I was like, um, you know, um, her mom is really mean. You know, it was just very yeah. basic thoughts. Yeah. And I was like, I feel bad for her. And then when older I got, I was like, she's her fucking mom. She, I just started getting, I'm like, she she slept with the, the fucking foster dad. She was going to hoe it up like her. And this is at the time when I was using all those words against women. I was really young. And then I was in my 20, you know, then I went to LA. And then I was like, I understand Astrid and Ingrid. How much more complex they are. They, they just started getting more complex. I understood her bitterness. I understood her wrath. Yeah. I understood her pettiness, yeah. but then I understood the innocence of her of her daughter. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I started to open my mind as a, as a woman and go through experiences with men and women and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, that's when I was like, oh, I understand. I understood Claire. I understood her mm-hmm. because I'm out of six uh, kids and I got to see a lot of shit go down with uh, my sisters and her their partners before they settled. And so it's I started to like, you know 
parallel it with my with my life with people in my life mm-hmm. and so i'm glad you guys liked it it was just oh, so i was nervous i was like maybe mm-hmm. it's too like no no too literally fucked the up. first <laughs> couple of pages i was like the writing is just it so profound and it's so well done that like mm-hmm. you were gonna be hooked in yeah. from the beginning like i was like yep this is this is really yeah. well done and it's it's really pretty the way she writes but it also moves fast so it's yeah not exactly like, you know i mean it's like 470 you know pages like, yeah. but you can move through it pretty quickly yeah do you, do you guys know the pacific coast highway in la mm-hmm. pch mm-hmm. yeah feels like you're driving through it as you're reading it that's yeah how, that's it's mm-hmm. such a that's so much I, I told myself in my head once years ago i was like feels like i'm driving in malibu and it, <laughs> i'm as i'm driving i'm seeing the live her life go through yeah that's how it feels and She's, like I said, she's a, um, the author is a third generation Los Angeles resident. Yeah. So, you know, when I read it when I was a teenager, I lived here, obviously. But when I moved there and I went through really bad experiences and good experiences and I reread it, I was like, I get it. I get, um, like Gina beautifully said, you know, it's a backdrop, but it's a character. It's totally a character because, I mean, the first sentence is Santa Ana wins and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you live in LA, you're like, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that was so vital to um, the story. And in the end, uh, when yeah, go ahead. uh, When when um, when I ended up leaving LA in a bad light, um, I went back to this book, and I was like, "LA is a monster," Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And it, it ate me alive, just like it ate her alive. And yeah. so it was, it was. It ate you alive, but like, like even at the end, she like has a longing to go back. Yeah, she does, and that's yeah. that's because well, it's home. Yeah, it is, and but it's it's her mom. She'll never. That was yeah. the part of the ending, and so. But I understood her like transformation of in every every section of Los Angeles because I moved like six times in LA in four years. Yeah, I do so, like that she bounces to like different neighborhoods. Oh, she does Malibu too. to Venice, like. And the thing is, if you go there, you're like, that's a huge difference. Malibu's secluded, rich, you know, and yeah. and then, you know, you go to Venice, it's a little dirtier, it's a little more funky, more hippie, more blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so it was just, it's crazy even reading it. When I was in LA, it was weird. I was sitting in Santa Monica, reading her being in Santa Monica. It was weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes to a coffee shop or, and, you know, uh, she goes, I think, uh, to Cafe Collage, which is in Venice Beach. And they, I, th- I believe they film in it. I could be 100% wrong and someone will call me out. That's fine. But I mean, she does in the, in the movie, in the, I'm talking about the movie and the book. But um, mm-hmm. that backdrop is so important to her growth. And in turn, I connected with it even better when I got older. Just because I knew these darker parts of LA. I yeah. knew why her mom was that way. And I knew, I even knew Barry, who was like, he's like this kind of poster child for like this Los Angeles male. Yeah. And that was something I, I never got on board with. I never really, I didn't actually date anyone from LA when I was there. All my exes were from here. Mm-hmm. And I did like the long distance thing. Um, so I really connected with that. So I understood her like rage. Her that he murder. was cheating yeah. on her with younger. It's such a fucking Los Angeles thing to yeah. do. And a lot of people are just single and unhappy there. Not all of them. Yeah. But, but a, lot. a lot of them are because it's a, it's a city of uh, a lot of taking and not a, enough uh, giving. Yeah. So, and that's what happens to her. She yeah. gets taken so many times, whether it's men or, you know, the fucking bitches who beat her up. You know, it was like she the saddest thought- thing, like reading every time yeah. she would get in somewhere, like towards the beginning, like, like the last couple of places she goes, it's pretty clear going into it. It's not going to be great. Yeah. But like play like well, when she's like, young too she had like the hope yeah. that you know she didn't know what was gonna happen yet yeah. she didn't realize what the world was like yeah like homes like claire like that was devastating and then like 
like with Amelia, like mm-hmm. you would. Like, I forgot. I like keep forgetting Amelia happened just because yeah. it was such like a those two like a like a, like, oh, like a little, we little white noise almost. She was just like starving. Yeah. Amelia time. was very small. Like, um, so it wasn't shocking. It was taken out of the book. Um, I mean, out of the movie. Um, but I mean, um, with that we can get into because like me personally like. Like the kind of LA landscape didn't as much resonate with me because I not, yeah. not not like from from there like I don't really know it as well. But all the different women resonated with me because like uh, with my own writing and like with like what I what really captures me is like kind of uh, just like descriptions of characters and I thought she did that so well. Yeah, like, she's really good. Astrid it, like, like her mother. Yeah, Astrid like her mother is very quick and judgmental and like what she sees of a person is like how she's going to view them the whole like time she's with them. And so like I loved being introduced to a new person every time and it was just such a cool kind of like myriad of like different types of women. And Definitely. um yeah. Yeah, and like so why don't we like we can go through like her like in sequential order like where she ends up yeah. so yeah. she um, starts with star right stars or yeah. should we should we start, should we with, start with ingrid like should we start with her mom i feel like yeah because i have a couple notes on yeah that. we oh, can yeah. start with ingrid yeah for me um one thing that really popped out to me that i still remember i didn't have to i just wrote it just in case i forgot but she, one of the paragraphs she goes i watched her change her clothes and i thought i will do this one day mm-hmm. so that was mm-hmm. that was you tell um the author's telling you she looks up to her. Yeah. And so the beginning is, is so great because you kind of see their life. In the beginning, you're kind of getting this sense like she's like obsessed with her mom. And then, you know, and then obviously the, the story goes darker. But we well, also yeah. get that's like the only time really that you get a, a favorable view. Yes. Of Ingrid. No, totally. And that's like it literally is like the first five mm-hmm. pages. And then it just goes south. Yeah. But. And you start off thinking that way. So it's like, well, you, it kind of makes you understand her killing her boyfriend more. And then as she grows, we grow and we see that like her mom is just not what we thought she was. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it, it she doesn't come off as controlling in the beginning of the first couple of chapters, but, no. um, but just from her point of view of her daughter, do- you know, from, uh, from Astrid's point of view, you know, I loved how they went through that phase before the murder yeah. happened and how she kind of almost, she glorifies her for sure mm-hmm. and she's like she's so beautiful she's an artist her poetry is amazing you know she meets barry you know at the book mm-hmm. at the signing and 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 then you know and so it was and then all these little quotes that her mom says you know about about how to live your life about men to her i know? love one that she says um i think it's when barry is late to something maybe um she says uh only peons made excuses for themselves. Never apologize. Never explain. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that line. And like, it was just like, whoa, like peons. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like just that just shows how like intense her feelings are about men. Like it, very, very strict black and white with her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also loved like even from the beginning, you see how how badly Astrid needs validation from her mother. Yes. Like, how badly she, like, wants her, any attention, any mm-hmm. approval. And, at, like, at the very end, you sadly figure out why. Mm-hmm. Like, um... By the way, I didn't think that was a big deal, but that's... A, that, we'll see on that later. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty, like, terrible. Like, 
I don't really, I don't know. Maybe my mom used to do that. Leave you for a year? Leave me for a while. I think, uh, not my, not that mom. Not the mom. Uh, no. no, no, no. I just, I, I don't, I don't know why I didn't think that was a big deal. I don't know why. I mean, that's a, a year's a long time. But what we like, find out at the yeah, end of yeah. the book is that, yes. um, Astrid had this like memory suppressed that she started to dig into and she finally offers her mom, um, her testimony to try to get her out of prison, to lie for her basically. Mm-hmm. Um, if she'll just tell her who she is and like what happened in the past because there's this whole chunk she misses. So we find out that Ingrid just left her one day at the nanny's house and like went to just like travel, just like yeah. enjoy life and have fun without responsibility. And then she just, you know, came back and picked up her daughter like a year later. And the reason I think it's bad is because you've scarred your child, clearly. That's true. No, I, I get And also I like it's selfish. Like you, yeah. you, when you're having a child, like you're no longer allowed to think of yourself first. Like it's, it's a harsh reality, but like you have to think of your child first. And if you aren't able to do that, um, give your child to someone who can. Like, but she she kind of did. She, I mean, she kind she did. That's, she did. I think why I'm like maybe she yeah. got better. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like but, you yeah, know, I can actually, see what you're with, thinking with personal. But maybe uh, she yeah. shouldn't have come back then. That would be better for I, her. I know people have done that, and you're right. It does scar the kids because yeah. they remember. But no, th- I think that's why I was like, well, you were in better care because maybe she shouldn't have come because back. Ingrid was ignoring you anyway. Like, yeah. you know, what I, do you see my yeah, logic? Yeah, yeah. But I, I totally get what you're, get I get what you're saying. It was fucked. But like, there's a quote like for in the very beginning, like page eight, where like it kind of see how how badly she needs the attention when she says I liked it when my mother tried to teach me things when she paid attention so often when I was with her she was unreachable whenever she turned to her steep focus to me I felt the warmth that flowers must feel when they bloom through the snow under the first concentrated rays of sun so it was Just like an example of the beautiful writing too. oh yeah like yeah, the way she incorporates like any type of nature like mm-hmm. in flowers and bloom like oh my random gosh. fact there's a website with just tattoos of of quotes from this book. Really? I found it when I was looking at just That's like... awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's one about the turquoise. or It was Ooh. like something about strumming in the guitar. It's a really big quote. Nice. I need to really look at it. But yeah, pe- she writes beautifully. It's like poetry. You know, mm-hmm. it's I mean, there is some even poetry in here. Yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, like... Um, yeah, I found Ingrid to be... Um, the way she just like describes her is, I think, the most poetic she can get in the book. Like... She's almost like a goddess. Like, she's very, like, ethereal. She, like, floats when, like, I, I felt like when I was picturing her, she was very ethereal. Like, with her, like, they, the way her eyes are described, like, like different blues for, like, when her mood was happening. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I love color imagery. Like Fun fact. I decided to look up what Magnuson meant because I was like, that's, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, an yeah. interesting last name. Yeah. So, Magnuson means son of Magnus, which, you know, whatever. But Magnus means great, so they're all they're the sons of greatness, which oh, I thought was cool. Nice. And then Astrid means um, godly strength, and Ingrid means beautiful. But it's also uh, the root is a Norse god Ing, mm-hmm. and that, that's the god of fertility, peace, and prosperity, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. Yeah, but that's she does cool. have that's like cool. the name of like a god. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, if you think about it, her mom would name her kid that yeah her name because she's a complete narcissist but yeah 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 they that that's such a it's a great point I I like um for me I think if I'm correct like I said I read it a while ago but I looked through it um I I remember a lot her hair flowing like she always describes her and so I think Michelle Pfeiffer when I saw the movie I was like oh my god she's beautiful like I just she was perfect for for me for that role but even in the book when I was reading it you know, I love when people describe hair 
like for the longest time I loved yeah, when great. people described Hermione Granger's hair. Like I was like, I love that <laughs> yeah. they describe it that way. And so when I read this, because I read obviously Harry Potter, the first two or three before this one, um, I love just how um, Astrid describes her mother, like just her physical appearance. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's more to a woman than that, but but I but think like it's, that's, that's a, the point it's of a big, strength. Too. It's a big it's deal not, in that book. They oh, think, it is. They see beauty as a strength, like you were like mm-hmm. you like and like a sure. commodity to use. Like, exactly, yeah. and that's it. something that. There's even a quote. I yeah. have it right here from the book. Cause <laughs> I, did, I, I did a little research too, Gina. I didn't... <laughs> they both did. Like 20 <laughs> seconds before the podcast started, but regardless. Uh, it says, beauty was my mother's law, her religion. You could do anything you wanted as long as you were beautiful, as long as you did things beautifully. If you weren't, you just didn't exist. So, like, it's, it's, it's a big deal. But I... I yeah. And that's something... Um, you know, as I got older, I was like, I kind of like that, mm-hmm. that you are forced to be like, these are two beautiful white women. And that does matter because she gets her ass beat later in Venice by brown girls. But yeah. that matters because that's something society tells you to. Exactly. And so her mom unfortunately taught her daughter that. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. something that Astrid really uses a lot of until she's oh, yeah. 21 yeah. and it's something that pisses you off i think it pissed me off the perfect way that she segue into star uh, <laughs> yeah perfect segue so th- so that's the mom and then i don't know if gina you want to talk about uh, like or i could say it um when her mom uh, commits the murder um i don't even know how many days pass but basically the police arrest her she said she'll be back at the end of the day never comes yeah they stick her in a foster care and then Star she ends up in a trailer home. Yes, um, you know Star was okay at, at first. Star was all right in the beginning. I, I really Star. like her. I yeah. I don't know. I, I understand where she's funny. coming from. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 part of me is like I, I should. I, it's funny you say that because like there was I, even towards the end there was a bit of like sad like bittersweet kind of like I understood I, I slightly understood why she did what she did she's an addict she's a former or she, you're always an addict that's a, a big yeah thing. like okay no to explain addicts, yeah. to expl- explain star mm-hmm. um uh she gets sent to what is a trailer home like mobile home like community I would imagine no I think they they didn't have a community around they were just like oh, kind of in the middle of nowhere oh, okay it's um, kind of like they a happen ranch. to have a lot of trailers in yeah a tra- uh, trailer home uh with star who's the foster mother and uh she's dating a man named ray and she has other foster kids there yeah too. she's got a bunch like so a bunch money. of foster kids and i think an actual kid yeah she had a couple she kids. has a one kid she's the younger son and her the younger daughter. kid is his her kid son, and the, son the daughter is too oh that's yeah. right i think they were all her kids except oh my for... gosh i forgot no she no had there's a there's foster kids, kids as well okay. and um just a lot of kids and uh i don't understand how they all fit I don't get it. But, like, uh, they were squished, I would assume. Well, <laughs> she said it was, like, a trailer with built-ons. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you yeah. just kind of... That's how they fit. <laughs> you just build on when you get more. Yeah, yeah for sure, for yeah. sure. But um, what, I've, uh, what I found really interesting about Star is, like, she was kind of, like, um, kind of lying to herself a little bit. Like, she was trying so hard to be this idea, like, this woman that she, like, thought she could be. Well, like, it's, she was addicted to alcohol before, yes. and then she just got addicted to Jesus, kind of. Well, she like, didn't she get, like, needed. she really wasn't addicted she wanted, to Jesus. She, wanted, she was no, addicted to the was. attention she got. I don't know. I think she wanted so badly to just, like, be good and, like, but yeah, it, I, I mean, can see that. Her, so you her, have to do something. Like, that's the kind of mind that she has, that she just has to be, oh, like, obsessing an, over something. Yeah, it's an addictive personality. But also those, those scenes where she's in the church, um, she... 
you could see her like kind of feeding off the attention she's getting from the priest. Oh, that's the point. Priest, that's the whole preacher, point. preacher. That's the uh, whole point. Yeah. That's yeah. So like, that's not really being good. Like that's, that's kind of just liking the attention you're getting and like seeking validation. Like, you know, I feel like she tried though. I mean, the way she, she, did try. she wanted to get back to her kids. I think what kids. you mean is you, yeah. And that's you, why you, she you knew she wanted, she liked it. Jesus, but it wasn't maybe the way that she should have done it. But yeah. 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 But she, she's knew, an she addict, wanted so. to be a good person and yeah. she was trying yeah. to just, she had to give all her attention to the church or yeah. she went to the But AA here's the meetings. thing, you know, she was a stripper, um, so, which is uh, an awesome job, by the way. <laughs> I love that job. It's a great job. You take money from men. It's great. Um, <laughs> but so here's the thing, you know, you when you are a stripper and obviously an alcoholic, addictive personality, a job where the attention of men is very important, men or women, but mostly men. Yeah. So when she is saved... Then she starts hitting on the priest. You know, yeah. it makes sense yeah. psychologically. It makes sense. She's trying to be Jesus lover. This is why I, I'm surprised I like her because I I lean towards no religion anymore because I was uh, so involved in it as a kid. Um, but there's something about her that is slightly innocent because she just doesn't know who the fuck she is. She's just yeah. mm-hmm. she's and then you know and then on top of that you're trying to be Christian but then there's this alcoholic side. You know, yeah, and, and, and I've seen alcoholics, it's so, it's a monster in your mind. Um, and you never stop being an addict. That's something that someone with bulimia told me. She's like, I will always have bulimia. You will always be an alcoholic. You'll always be a drug addict. Because in a second, you could snap mm-hmm. and just drink again. And that's, and so, that's, and that's, that's essentially, that's what happens to Star. Oh, yes. Um, yes. To like, Great segue, I think. <laughs> Good job. You're I did that it. on purpose, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Basically, uh, what ends up happening is that Astrid, um, I think in the beginning, innocently has a crush on Star's um, boyfriend, Ray. Uh, Ray is definitely, I think, a little predatory um, toward her. Um, And, uh, but uh, basically, Star takes her aside. And um, tells her, I'm going to get rid of you. Um, and she, this kind of ra- jealous rage comes out uh, when nothing had happened yet. And uh, she gets the vibes. Though. She gets a vibe mm-hmm. that something might happen. And she's like, you, uh, I don't understand like why she would be threatened by a 12 year old or like a 13 year old. Well, because she, she's she sees the potential and how beautiful and you know she's going to be. Yeah. while Star is fading out. Already. And Astra and Astra's using her beauty. Yeah, it's mo- it's a lot of Astrid, and too. she also fucking called it because they end up having an affair, <laughs> and like that's why I don't think she's that crazy because I think no. you get those vibes, you yeah. get them, you know. And as much as I hate it that she targets the like girl and especially actual girl, like 12, 13 year old girl, it is what women do. Oh well, we're told we're told to hate each other, but that's I mean, that's like something, if that's that happened to yeah. me, I can totally. I mean. Oh, I'll call be, CPS, I'll, I wouldn't be. <laughs> like, I'll beat the ass of the man first, and then I'd go up to her, the person, and be like, respect yourself more. It wouldn't even be a me beating her ass. I wouldn't shoot her. But, um, which that's, Star does. Which Star, yeah. yes, she shoots. Eventually. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I said that on accident. She does shoot her. Um, but that that's that dynamic is very common, and it's retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's really dumb. <laughs> um it's really stupid because, you know, we are pitted against each other. That is something we have always done. You know, don't look at my husband. Don't look at my boyfriend. Don't look at my top. So I like that dynamic. When I read it older, I was like, bitches really do do this, man. Mm-hmm. Us bitches, man, we do that all the time. We're like, 
you know, and I, and that's something I, I had to, I, I've stopped doing that. Erica knows. I don't do that shit. I don't, I don't I've, compete. I've, I've, it was a competition and Star yeah, lost. Yeah, exactly. It to was a, a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. But who sh- whose ass she should have shot was the man. Yeah. Because. Well, he ran. So. He ran away. Yeah, he I mean, did but, run, which I, I mean, found, I was shocked. I don't know why, but I was I like, oh I mean, my God. he's a pedophile, so. Yeah, no, he, and then, you know, it, but I think they made it seem like it was love. It was, and he was just, she was beautiful. And that was something that. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I wonder just how it was written. Like, Astrid kind of knew what she was doing, but oh. also at the same time, think about it in terms of daddy issues. She's never had mm-hmm. a father figure. Whatever man she saw was leaving at night because um, Ingrid told her, like, don't ever out. let men stay over. Yeah. So they were disposable. Well, and she um, even, she says, like, I slept with the father, like, which I... Most of her writing is great. I hated that line that she kept repeating it. Like, I, I laid down with the father. She kept saying that over and over again. Yeah, yeah. It's a little it overdramatic. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's true. I mean, that's what she was doing. But if doing. you really it's, think about it, when you don't have a father figure, yeah, you could totally sleep with your foster dad. It's not weird, right? You don't, you, you don't have a dad. You don't, like, all the men in, in her mom's life she was sleeping with, that's it. And so yeah. as I older I got more, I was like, holy shit, it's like a daddy issue thing. It's a, it's a psychological oh, issue. Oh, yeah. And she falls for it and this man uh, which uh upsets me to my core just uh he's just very weak like super weak he's uneducated he's an asshole he's just and then that's and the thing is that he made star feel crazy and you know this woman has a fucking addiction on top of that and the other addiction is her religion. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to talk shit about anyone who does religion, but I think that type of Christianity that they really describe in the book, that evangelical, yeah. is very intense. And I think she couldn't handle it. And she fucking snapped. And yeah, yeah she shot her. She shouldn't have shot her. <laughs> yeah. But it's part of the story. But, yeah. you know, um, in the end, I don't know if you guys got this. I feel like Star wasn't mad at, at, at Astrid. I feel like she she would like did it because she like felt that's what she needed to do, but she really was felt betrayed by the Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel in the end, that's why I don't hate her. I don't think like, you know, uh, it's such a weird thing to say cuz like she shot the yeah. girl, but well, we all get jealous. We all shoot people. Not in the like shoulder. shoot a 13-year-old no, jealous, no. but a little jealous every now and then, you know. And Great segue again, Eileen. Yes. Uh, applause to you. Um, when she gets shot, that's how she ends up in her next foster home. Okay. <laughs> which is uh, Marvel, correct? Yes. Um, which is a different kind of woman. Yeah. It's um, where they, Silver Lake or something like that. Yeah, it's Silver just Lake. The, the suburbs, I, was I guess. Just there. And Dinosaur she Cafe. is with a family that watches TV a lot. And essentially ignores her. And she's her. basically a babysitter for their children. Yes. So she I am sees. I'm so sorry. My friend got locked out of her house in Colorado and her kid's in the house alone. Yeah. I need to call her husband. So I need. I'm sorry. Let me just. Give me a second. Talk about, talk about that scene. I'll come back. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm doing a podcast. She's like, I'm locked out of my house and my son's in there. I was like, okay. Excuse me. We Behind can pause the it. <laughs> Do you mind if I go in there? Over there? Sorry, so we sorry. can just keep it's fine. Keep talking, keep talking. Sorry. Okay, so Marvel. What were we? Um, we can always just edit this part out. I don't know what he wants to do. Um, do you want to do you want to keep going or what do you want to do? Marvel, she okay, yeah. Um, so it's a family. Um, yes. the husband is not really present. Slash kind of a drunk. They basically just have just like, like a functioning drunk. Yeah, they basically just have TV dinners and like and uh, use her for babysitting purposes. Yeah, the only part that I found 
like slightly redeeming uh was when they like even though i like didn't like it still um they did they like had some merit like makeup party and they like did her makeup and she felt like really really pretty but then she saw how like horrible they made her look and yeah that was their vision and it like made her almost cry like or she she did cry Mm -hmm. and like she i love like when she saw her face like how she described her future self with that makeup on, you know, mm-hmm. she was like, this is me like at a, like working at a cash. Yeah, she saw like what her life would yeah. be if she stayed in that thing. She was like Marvel. Like she would turn into Marvel, yeah. so which I think is a weird name. Like it is it's a weird well, first name to have. Yeah. And star and Marvel. Yeah. Like strange names. But, um, so, uh, it's from being Claire. I mean, I'm sorry, not Claire. I'm not there yet. Uh, it's from Marvel being so negligent that she meets Olivia. Um, the next door neighbor slash fancy prostitute. Yes. Uh, who uh, I think like she's like enthralled by Olivia. Mm-hmm. And like at first she's very, very curious because she sees men coming in and out of her house. And like for her, I feel like it's a version of her mom that's like more acceptable. Like she uses her beauty, mm-hmm. but in a different way. But she's just using so she it, can be like, happy and she can get what she wants and she can live the life that, you know, is full of luxury yeah, and whatever her, she wants to do, which is like her mom, but also it's not like evil. Yeah, like they and both, she was black, and her mom is like always super, super white, like wearing white clothes and like white hair and shit. Yeah, and like I feel like both of them, Ingrid and Olivia, like use beauty as power, mm-hmm. but like in different ways. Like Ingrid used it as like a religion, like like the quote, like power, kind of like to cut people down, mm-hmm. whereas yeah, like punishment. Yes, yes, and. Olivia used it more as like a resource. Mm-hmm. I feel like she used it to make money to for herself to create a life for herself that she wanted. Because when she like uh, Astrid stepped into her house, like she was like, "Oh my god, look at all this like yeah, amazing stuff she has. She has all this money to do all this nice stuff." And like, and like, I kind of understand and like the way Astrid described it. Sex was kind of transactional anyway. Like you might as well get something more for it. <laughs> and when she was like kind of thinking of it that way before she actually, yeah. you know, prostituted herself mm-hmm. out to the boy for weed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then it made sense. And then when she actually felt like, Oh wait, but I'm a human being and I have feelings and emotions and like, you can't just live this way. Yeah. Exactly. And like be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and I found it really interesting that of all the women, I feel like are you good yeah. <laughs> of of all the women she uh like she obviously she describes every woman's beauty but she's so encapsulated by olivia but she's not exactly picturesque beautiful like she's got an underbite like as she describes and like but it's her personality and the way she carries herself Mm -hmm. that makes her like so so beautiful you know um, and which I found to be also really interesting. I feel like she's so beautiful because she's her own. Like she just does whatever she wants. Exactly. We're on Olivia. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, and yeah, the whole like there's you know the undercurrent throughout the whole book is um, Astrid feels like her mom wouldn't even let her have a voice. Like when she was brought to the United States because they were living in Europe and abroad and whatever, they come to the United States and everybody thought that she was like mentally retarded because she like didn't speak because yeah. she couldn't she didn't have her own personality. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then her she realizes later on like her mom never allowed that of her because she wanted to mold her. And then later in the book, she when she's with um, Ray, right, the first guy, Ray, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, she's like he like he was a 
Carpenter. Yeah. And she was saying like, oh, I feel like his hands are like molding me and like I'm wax in his hands. So it's like she's still being like made into something. Yes. And so with Olivia, she sees that like you can just be who you want to be and who you are. Mm -hmm. And then moving on to Claire, the next foster house. Well, in, okay. Oh wait, no, that's two away. But with Claire, she gets to be who she wants. Yeah. Um, from, from technically it's not Olivia, like Olivia's not her foster mother, uh, from Marvel, uh, basically Marvel's the worst and she's so negligent that, uh, Asher gets bitten by a dog like really badly, which is like creates these scars, which kind of are a very great, metaphor for her entire life yeah. um but uh i don't remember quite how, why she leaves is it the dog bite um it's the it's because she was at olivia's the, oh it was because yeah she she like called on her yeah. right and um so from marvel she ends up at amelia's which is just a blip in the book it's yeah it's very small and i think that was more to show like what the system can actually like how horrible yeah. it can actually it was be like, a like house... you already saw bad stuff yeah but this like... was just a woman that would take foster girls in and she was like supposed to be really strict so they like to send them there if they were bad oh, and she had she goes out and parties and then gets kicked out is that her? no 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 this the olivia's where she basically I... manipulates and controls amelia. them okay. i'm sorry olivia uh, i keep saying olivia it's amelia <laughs> uh amelia like manipulates and controls them through food she and locked, like she has she, a padlock on the she, fridge. She has a padlock on the fridge. They're always starving. Uh, and in the beginning, Astrid was her like perfect little favorite, and she would let her like eat off of her plate. And like it was like the most disturbing part of the it book, was really in my creepy. opinion. It was very creepy. Yeah. And like, um, pretty much the reason she moves from Olivia. I'm sorry, from Amelia. <laughs> You'll get it. Amelia to Cl- Claire. The next one. Claire. Yeah, Claire. Um, is because she gets a new um. What social worker. And, and this is also a huge testament to white privilege in the foster care system yes. because her foster or the social worker is like this young, bright white girl that wants yeah. to be a screenwriter. And she just like helps only, I mean, it was Astrid's choice to only get out of it and not try to like yeah, shut Amelia down. Yeah, there was like at a moment where she kind of had like, should I help everybody else or should I just help myself? Yeah, but also like, I feel like it was all the other girls that were in Amelia's house were like mexican yeah so exactly yeah i feel like that was very obvious that you know if you're pretty and white yeah <laughs> it's easier to move through the system and exactly. go to a nice white lady's house in malibu yeah yeah, yeah it do- <laughs> yeah yeah and I, i've heard uh when i read some reviews i like to read reviews even though i read the book um one person kind of put like that they used to be in the foster care system yeah and so it was very similar even the bad especially the bad parts i remember it was like especially so she's like, wow, she really does put light into like the system here and how crappy it is. And you're just moved around so much. You don't have stability. And then you go into these youth centers and they're they're just as bad as what she goes through, you yeah. know? Um, but to go back to your thing, you're right. That was something that, you know, when I was younger, I didn't get. And as older I got and kind of... Sorry, I'm sorry. Try, like the, the order is tripping me up. She ends up from Amelia to Claire and Claire before to the, Claire is to the, the youth, youth center. Yeah, before Claire's before the youth Claire's. home. Before Claire's. No, no, no it's after because she turns down that happy family, remember? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I thought she turned down the happy family after Claire because she didn't want to get her heart broken again. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That's it. That's, okay, so you said it was before. It's after. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, it's all good. Um, <laughs> There's so many places. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get to Claire. Claire's a big one. Um, uh, she ends up with Claire and you kind of like – it's finally like an has, ideal home. Yeah, you like, always yeah, wanted. you finally get some hope for her. You're like, wow, like she's going to get to have like this 
she, I feel I felt kind of so happy for her because she finally was gonna get to be a daughter, like get to be mm-hmm. like an innocent She's sweet kind Claire's of really sweet. Yeah, and that's kind of what Claire did. And she like immediately when they met, like she was asking about her. She wanted to know, you know, like things about her, and like it was kind of. She, I think she even said like like my mom kind of didn't really care about me like she didn't really want she, to like, know things about me. She like dictated what happened and then Claire she said that's the first time in her life she's been asked like which soap do you like and so yeah, she's exactly. like oh it doesn't matter she's like no you have to decide so she decided mm-hmm. she liked this soap she liked yeah. this food she liked exactly. whatever and that bedding. And- yeah and then also I like the part when I don't remember I think they were shopping and yeah Claire wanted to buy her something and she's like no I want this and Claire's like no that's too old for you and she's like I pretended to pout like, cause yeah, that, yeah. like it was like her first time you, being like a kid, like yeah. being annoyed with like their parent. Like she just wanted so badly to play the role, yeah. even though like it clearly didn't fit correctly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but Claire uh, has a lot of issues of her own. Oh yes, oh, for yeah. sure. And, and I, she was very uh, yeah. insecure in her relationship with her husband, and not just that. She's a she very. Was, she was very um, bipolar. I think yeah. I think it was bipolar. Um, kind of. Uh, there's a there's a part in the book where it was like clear mental un- instability with with Claire. Okay, there's a part where she's um, I think it's like uh when Ron first uh, uh Ron's her husband mm-hmm. when Ron first um meets uh Astrid, he says how does Claire seem to you? Yeah, and like and then she's like fine and he's like. And then she's like, he's like I, oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, but I had some idea of what he was talking about. Claire paced at night. I heard her bare feet on the floorboards. She talked as if silence would crush her if she didn't prop it up with a steady stream of sound. She cried easily. She took me to the observatory and started crying in the in the star show. And, like, he's like, you have my pager number, you know, like, you can always reach mm-hmm. me. And, like, she was very up when she was up. She was very down when she was down. So it was clear bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, like... She also was very, she was a kind of, I don't want to say failed actress, but like outdated. Like she yeah, was a little a too way. old and trying to like still be young. And um, well, she was like a classic type and yeah, classic and isn't what sells anymore. She's no. like, I'm by uh, classic, they mean old yes. by and she was yeah, easily, whatever, they mean something I else. under, I felt for Claire cause she was easily affected. Like the world was too, too much, much for yeah. her. Yeah. And well, like, yeah, the, the, the depression does that. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it was like the scene where the homeless man smells her hair was like, uh, it was like so much for me. But I get that. I mean, I'm not a Claire, but I yeah. feel like when people talk to me, I can't just walk away from them. Yeah. So that whole dialogue. And well, like, I could easily walk away when that. someone's doing that. I don't know. That. It's just but really like... <laughs> sad. She felt lonely, but that's why she she took Astrid, you know, the whole... Yeah. It's funny you say, like, in the beginning, you, you had hope, and at, at first I did, but something started to feel really eerie mm-hmm. about the oh, entire yeah. situation. And uh, There's even I, a part where Ron is like, because you could tell they got the kid, so she would snap out of it yeah because there's a part where he's like you promised if we if we if we got a child and like and part of this is um uh ingrid starts to notice in the because they're sending letters to each other back and forth throughout this whole period um astrid and ingrid and um she has started to notice that um astrid and claire are very close and i think ingrid um can't manipulate can't control anymore so um she she's got to try to yeah make she's got to sneak herself. her way in there so she starts to g- get a relationship with claire 
and um, they visit her in prison. That's venomous, by the way. Oh yeah, and um, for some reason, I don't. I think I don't think Astrid should have left them alone together. No, no. And um, but what choice did she have, really? Mm-hmm. I guess. But um, and whatever was said in there, which I love the scene in the movie too. But like um. Whatever was said in there had quite an effect on Claire and because Ingrid's too much for her. (laughs) And um, so it kind of spiraled down from there. And um, she kind of like built up the fear she had that Ron was cheating Mm -hmm. and which she probably was. It was pretty clear. I hate him. He was a. I hate him with every fiber of my being because I've seen women have this reaction, not suicide, but reaction in terms of depression because of their partners doing this to them. Yeah. And it's something, I think, you know, I've, I've had a situation where I had two people that I knew were going through that, and I told the man, I was like, I'd rather you keep it a secret and not tell her instead of making it fucking obvious that you're doing it. And that's what Claire Ron was doing to Claire. It yeah. was so obvious. And it made me so mad because I was just like, you're killing someone, literally. Yeah. You're killing someone. And she might have been bipolar, but I think he controlled her emotions so much that... Oh, yeah. It, and I don't even know if it was by... I don't know if I just totally agree with that, but I totally yeah. see why. Yeah. But people can physically fuck you up that way. And that was something that um, really bothered me as I was reading. And by the way, I know we're doing just the book, the movie. I'm a color fanatic. The way that they made her house and her... Oh, yes. And the pastels and the soft... Um, that's yeah, so important to did. the story and how her house was plain... And the only color was maybe in, in a little bit in Claire's or but not even. It was just white. There's and a then, great part in the book where they're like she's all excited for Ron to come home. Like like you notice like she was all chill and then the first time Ron comes home, like when it's a few hours before she starts to clean up, she starts to do all this stuff mm-hmm. and she's making the bed with her and like the sheets are red or something. And she's like she like she tells Astrid she's like red is the color of marriage. Or something like that. And it was just like a little tidbit. But mm-hmm. it was just like that. I feel like she was constantly trying so hard to do anything to make it like, like make everything seem like. Yeah. yeah. And like um, she had an obsession with that to help yeah. that make it look. And that made me sad. I liked her a lot. Um, I'm not surprised by her ending. Um, but and the ending and, would be like just to yeah. uh, spoil it. Um Claire does end up uh, overdosing on with Astrid in the bed beside yes. her. Uh, with Astrid, Oof, she, that was... she wakes up to it, which is uh, that was a heartbreaking scene uh, when she wakes up and doesn't quite know that she's gone, and then essentially spends the whole day in bed with her. Um, and I found that like really heartbreaking because Claire was the, kind of the closest thing to like a real, real mm-hmm. mother, like a genuine loving person. Yeah, when you finally like call the police, that's when it's over. Like, yeah, and she like I think the reason she yeah the reason she waited so long is because she wanted to just have that time with her. She's like she's mine, mm-hmm. and like yeah, and even throughout the whole book, like Claire comes back like. Um, they don't mention any of the other past people. But Claire. Like, Star is not she's brought a, up she's again. She's supposed to be the middle, though. I feel like the yeah. process... Um, I feel like the entire book is how close to her mother she is becoming. And I feel with Claire, when she um, dies by suicide, you're 
like, oh, fuck, she's going to become bitter and hurt. Yeah. Like her mother. Because and she definitely, her. like, um, oh, yeah. from Claire, she ends up in a youth home. A color, the color palette changes in yeah. the book and in the, in the movie. Yeah, the she ends up like in, a, in a, like, a, a youth center. And um, in, that's in really rough for her. And she cuts off her hair. Um, she gets her ass beat. By yeah. these, like, I don't know if it's that rough for her, though, because she said that she kind of would rather stay. Like, that's yeah. how broken but she is at that point, she's, where that, she's that's just what like, I mean, yeah. fuck it. Like, I don't yeah. care. I mean, the rough is, like... You, Claire, like what happened with Claire? Like it, it's just, just rough. Yeah, I mean she's just like not even her anymore. She, yeah, not and she turns really down her. like she's almost um, adopted or taken in by what looks like a happy family, and she turns them down. Uh, I think what because of what happened with Claire, she she has a fear that it oh, might turn off the same. And, and, and I don't think she gets over it either. No, and yeah. so she sees Raina, and she uh, she immediately knows I'm going home with her. And, next foster um, mom. The next foster Who mom. actually gave us our drink for the night. Yes. Yay. Clink. <laughs> uh, yeah, her, fake, my fake one. <laughs> yeah. But also we forget uh, Paul. Oh, well, she meets a guy there. Oh, she meets okay. Paul Trout. Meets, he's, well, he's important in the he's story. He's important because he's the only man that is... Uh, pretty genuine. Pretty genuine and shed in a positive light. And he's also very broken. Yes. He, and... Uh, you know, you get that towards the end when they are together, but he, you know... <clears throat> He, he meets her and she's like kind of a lion. She's a, like, fuck you, I don't want to talk to you. And There's a great yeah. part when they're first talking. And I love that he also is an artist. He also draws. And um, there's a part where he's like, um, he's clearly not supposed to be the most attractive dude. And he says like, he says something like, well, like, you're so pretty. Like, you wouldn't let me touch you, would you? And she's like, I don't let anyone touch me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why not? And she's like, and she says this to herself really. And she's like, um, like, why not? Because uh, I'm tired of men. Like, I, I always knew you would love this. Uh, she's like, I'm tired of men hanging in doorways, standing too close, their smell of beer or 15-year-old whiskey, men who didn't come to the emergency room with you, men who left on Christmas Eve, men who slammed the security dates, gates, who made you love them, then changed their minds, forests of boys, their ragged shrubs full of eyes following you, grabbing your breasts, waving your money, waving their money, eyes already knocking you down, taking what they felt was theirs it was a play and i knew how it ended i didn't want to audition for any of their roles it was no game no casual thrill it was three bullet russian roulette and like she that has shown like how the men have shaped her idea of like what a man's supposed to be like yeah like she's so tired of like any man entering her life any man touching her (laughs) and so you know Paul comes in and he's sen- he reminds me a lot of my boyfriend. Yeah. And that's why I like him so. Much. <laughs> he's uh, very sensitive. Very sensitive. Him. I I feel be, even even before like the the movie, I felt like he spoke really softly. Definitely. Like he was very quiet. He wanted yeah. to feel invisible. He yeah. Want to feel invisible at this. He center. is like Christian. Christian. He's very much like him. Yeah. But yes. he's not. He does. I mean, I, Christian. My boyfriend's not. If, if Christian, if you're listening, you're not in foster care. I know that. But um, <laughs> but you know, Christian was kind of raised around women, so he has this. You know, he's yeah, it's more guy. of that. That it's, idea. It's great, yeah. but that's very respectful. Paul. Very. But Paul, with Paul, he and you guys get it at the. I know we're kind of jumping around, but at the end, when when he's like, "You're not going to go back, are you?" That part where she's like, "Oh, he's afraid that I'm going to leave him." Mm-hmm. That's when I realized, like, "Oh, Paul's just like her. Everyone leaves." Yeah, exactly. And he's also in foster mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. so he he's well, she just says that too. She's like, "He's not just like my boyfriend. Like, yeah, he's, he's me. me. Yeah, he's but, me. Yeah. yeah." And and I think though he's not in the book until kind of 
leaning towards the end after the first meeting um, or being there, um, I think that gives her like a 2% softness in her heart. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially after Claire. Yeah. So th- that's why I was saying yeah. he's, I think he's important. Now, not none of the men are super important in this book. It's all women. <laughs> but I think I like that they put, that the, he, they put light in the story and it happens to be a male that she could love eventually. Yeah. And then it's not conventional. It's not this person that her mom would like. I like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's, yeah. She chose him because he's genuine, but not yet. You know, at this yeah. point, she's just talking to him. <laughs> also, when I was making notes, guys, I came up with this really brilliant theory. Okay. Here it goes. Okay, so <laughs> You're the like, whole right. time, there's the contrast between love and violence. Like, what a white oleander is. It's beautiful. It smells whatever great. Yeah. And then it, it can kill you. Um, her mom clearly is beautiful. And then she murders. Uh, <laughs> yes, she can that, kill you. That light part. <laughs> Astrid loves Ray. And then she ends up getting shot. She tries to pet the dog in the street. She gets mauled. Love leads Claire to suicide. So there's just, oh, and then Yvonne later. We haven't talked about her yet. But yeah. she, you know, tri- she has a baby and mm-hmm. like childbirth just in general is like so much pain. Yeah. But it's an act of love. Um, so in the end, the love she has for Paul Trout ends in kind of like an okay pain where it's just kind yeah. of like, I mean, it hurts because she's in poverty and she's like in the cold, but it's kind of a little price you kind of pay for to be loved but then you know I was thinking about his name because I was thinking about other people's names and I realized that when Astrid was at the river with Claire she catches a fish she catches probably a trout (laughs) and Claire's like don't hit it in the head don't bash it and she's like I want to and she chooses to bash the fish's head in and Claire like she keeps talking about that too later on in the book she's like god I wish I didn't hit that fucking fish's head (laughs) and so in the end instead of returning home to her mother the way that she was violent before she ends up staying with Paul Trout There you Isn't go. Isn't that, that genius? Connection. So that she chooses kind of... like the softness of Claire that she's been like trying and to Janet get for Fish. so long. Janet Janet Fitch literally goes, "You're the one person that got it." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> if you're listening, Janet. Yeah, I know, right? I, got I it. just said Janet Fish because we were talking about trout. That's <laughs> Close enough. But um, yeah. Isn't that um, a great theory though? That's a that's an awesome. I mean, theory. names clearly mean something in yeah, this book. Yeah, they do. They that's have so a meaning. Smart. I didn't look them up as well as you know, though. I'm yeah, so I do that. I got to do my research. Smart, but no, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, and yeah. from uh, from the 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 youth center, we end up with Reina, and Reina's kind of um, chosen, she's chose chosen cl- by by Astrid. She, yeah. yeah, I feel like she shows Astrid how to actually live in the world. But I mean, it's kind of it's like it's it's a very kind of materialistic driven kind of world that it's in and like just like rain is there to make money and fuck and like she's like just living yeah you know like she's, she's also not thinking about the past she's not thinking people. about the future oh, yeah, she's taking but she's also giving the girls she's a, she's a business woman <laughs> a way to yeah you know make their own money too i mean she takes a cut but i feel like she just shows her like this is what reality is yeah i'm not gonna and here's a way that you can live or you can be sad and dwell in the past and i think uh astrid was craving the opposite of nurturing because Claire yeah. was so nurturing, so sweet. She became bitter and resentful, and she's like, fuck this. I want this Russian woman who clearly mm-hmm. maybe might not take care of me, but maybe might show me something harder. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted yeah. to change her hair, and, you know, I like that. I like that transformation because you do do that. Um, usually you do it in your 20s. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. She's doing a lot younger, but I think, you know, I, it always makes me think of me from 20 to 25 um, and I'll be 27, so I'm still growing. But just, like, I love that because you can see that change from when she was 
just as the girl in the pink dress, like, in the movie, or, like, the girl with, you know, that got, got herself baptized because Star wanted her to now, mm-hmm. after she's been so yeah. jaded. So, I feel like she's important, uh, Raina's important to her group. Oh, yeah, she's, there's some really great uh, lines I know, about she's, she's an interesting character. But also, another thing about Raina that I think is good for her is she's like, why can't, life just be enough like why can't like yeah, the sky yeah. be enough why can't like the grass be enough and as like yeah. an artist she that's how you take things and make who you are out of it so I think Raina kind of stripped down all the like fucking poetry that her mom always had yeah. like yes. the words 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 mm-hmm. and she could just like live and kind of see who she is yeah there's a there's a great line well I think Raina summed up by the quote in the book don't worry be happy buy something mm-hmm. um but there's a great part where she's like uh Maybe she was the lucky one, I thought, a woman who, was div- who had divested herself of both future and past. No dreams, no standards. A woman who smoked and drank and slept with men like Ser- Sergei, which we'll talk about Sergei. Ah. Uh, men who were spiritually uh, what came up out of the sewers when it rained. I could learn from her. Rana Grushneka? Grushneka? Uh, didn't worry about her teeth, didn't take vitamin C. She ate salt on everything and was always drunk by three. She certainly didn't feel sick because she wasn't going to college and making something of her life. She lay in the sun and gave the workmen hard-ons while she could. Like, you know, like, that kind of moment. like what you guys were talking about. Um, also, we were saying we were inspired by Rena's drink of one of her drinks of choice yes she liked um faderades <laughs> vodka and gatorade yes. she just drank that throughout the day <laughs> yeah and then we decided not to do faderades because they're no. not they're not a good idea by the way this is brilliant before. this is these two girls uh i don't drink alcohol but i had a sip of theirs and it was very nice but it's this the, is awesome um, it's like a mini slight drinking game slash themed night so that's cool by the way russian, Gina, good job russian <laughs> margarita which is fresca and vodka yeah that's I didn't even think of it. To do There's that. one and permanently so- stapled to her hand, and whenever you see Raina, that's so true. Movie. You hear the clinking of the ice. In the movie. Yeah, it's, I never noticed those. See, that's cool. Little things like that. I didn't know. Um, and then I think one of the last women is uh, Yvonne. Oh yeah, um, one of her foster sisters. And there. um, let's see. There's a okay. Yeah, um, when she's kind of talking, like not directly to Ingrid, but um. In a letter, she mentions it or something, but um, uh, Yvonne's so complex, I think, but um, she tells her, she's like, you could never recognize the kindness in that girl, the depth of her needs, how desperately she wanted to belong. That's why she was pregnant again. You could judge her as, as you judged everything else inferior. She's talking to her mom. But you could never see her. Things weren't real to you. They were just raw material for you to reshape to tell a story you liked better. Um, but... And then there's, a, like, the part where she's, like, it's... Astrid does stuff for Yvonne that is, like, so above her, like, emotional level. Like, she literally delivered the baby with her. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, no one else would, you know. But the part where she's kind of... Like, that part where she's delivering the baby, I think, is a big part where she realizes just how strong, like a woman is Mm -hmm. like and that was a really awesome part to read she was like woman's bravery i thought as i worked on her hair from bottom to top untangling the black mass i would never be able to go through this the pain came in waves and sheets starting in her belly and extending outward a flower of pain blooming through her body a jagged steel lotus and she keeps saying like like she couldn't stop thinking about the body like what a hard fact it was the philosophers who said we think therefore we are like should have spent an hour in the maternity ward 
And at the end, she says stuff like, I hurt, therefore I am. Like, you know, I think, therefore I am. And, like, it's just that she went through, like, a visceral experience. And, like, like, women are, like, fucking kick ass, like, for the amount of physical shit we endure. And I like that Yvonne was, like, the softest person we met Yeah, and she went Claire, through one of but the... But she's also already had a baby, and she had her second baby, and yeah. she still continues to, like, put herself out there and, like, fall in love and get yeah. married. And I don't know. She was strong in how vulnerable she was, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. and there's another line. Sorry. There's just so many good quotes, but she's like, nobody ever talked about what a struggle this all was. I could see why women used to die in childbirth. They didn't catch some kind of microbe or even hemorrhage they just gave up they stopped caring whether or not the baby came they knew if they didn't die they'd be going through it again the next year and the next i could understand how a woman might just stop trying like a tired swimmer let her head go under the water fill her lungs like whoo yeah yeah Yeah, man she knows how to write a book she's i mean she's it's like how I feel about having children so and then the last (laughs) the last quote i will i will read i think is just encapsulates womanhood in my opinion and like how she grows at the end and uh she said they wanted the real mother the blood mother the great womb mother of a fierce compassion a woman large enough to hold all the pain to carry it away what we needed was someone who bled someone deep and rich as a field a wide-hipped mother awesome immense women like huge soft couches mothers coursing with blood mothers big enough wide enough for us to hide in to sink down to the bottom of Mothers who would breathe for us when we could not breathe anymore. Who would fight for us. Who would kill for us and die for us. And, like, holy fucking hell. Like, yeah. Like, I think that's Yvonne, though. Like, she, like, she wants, if she could have kept every one of her kids, she would. Mm-hmm. Like, even when she was holding that plastic baby, being like, you're beautiful. Like, don't yeah. make fun of her, you know? And, like, she's so motherly just even to Astrid when she would have a bad dream. And, like... Just, just the fact that she can be so motherly and sweet and kind and go through such a physical toll as well and have such violence in terms of like I think it's violent to make your make someone have kids like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like that's the worst kind of emotional manipulation and like it's it's graphic. It's it's yeah. really uh, traumatizing uh, in, to read about it just mm-hmm. because you know. It's sad. I think it's it's sad. I that made me really sad just reading it because, yeah. um, you know, she was just used to have children. It's kind of like it's yeah. like a kennel and some and yeah. effective way to say it. She and she just wanted to be loved. And there's that vulnerability that I really liked. Oh um, yeah, that's that, what I loved that, about her. Yeah, that that Astrid Nikki never was learned. kind of she wasn't she was very static. Nikki. Yeah. yeah, but I think it was like a friend finally. Oh no, yeah, she was definitely the closest thing to like. Like Someone she, she just had fun with. Yeah. But, she like, she had, had no real, like, depth, Nikki. I don't think. <laughs> she was, yeah, they, they could talk, which is, I yeah. think, what it is. And then, but that but that wasn't her place, I think, in the story. I think yeah. Yvonne oh, were... Sergey was another fuckboy. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> Sergey is Reyna's boyfriend, but she ends up fucking him. And she fucks a lot of people. Yeah. And they, they, they play him off like he's, like, the like a hot piece of ass. Basically, but does Raina find out? No, no, she doesn't. Okay, I don't think I, she would I'm, care that much either. Sorry, it's one of those things. Yeah, which is a you know complete different situation than what we started with. When she got shot. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I found it super interesting that those two girls showed up and tried to adopt her. Oh yeah, like yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Like I, I, I think it's hilarious. Like 
it's hilarious and not that shocking that she ha- that like Ingrid has those culty followers who are just these like super hippie kind of young girls trying to like find find themselves and they were just like she's like what are you gonna do adopt me and they're like they look at each other like that's exactly what we wanted to do yeah it's, and I was it's like a, oh my god and it kind of shows you like weirdness of LA and like all these weird personalities that's true when you live there you know when you work there it's yeah so I and like I, making excuses for her like for Ingrid like I'm sure like he beat her or something yeah. Like, that's why she killed him. And it's like, you have no clue. People lie to themselves so they yes. can believe something. Well, this girl lied to herself in the whole book. <laughs> that's know? true. Even true, towards true. the end, and this is like something, now that we're kind of finishing the, the, the yeah. houses, um, I'm not sure I like Astrid at the end of the book, which is, is, yeah. is shocking. It's like yeah. when I told people I don't like Harry and Harry Potter. Yeah. It's like, I hate that I guy. agree with you. Harry's um, so annoying. I know. <laughs> Yes, but that's that's another episode. Yeah, but um, yeah, but so I think emo. I think she got a lot of traits of her mother, mm-hmm. and I think um, she needs a lot of therapy. No, but um, <laughs> well, yeah. What was interesting to me is she went through all these experiences. Yvonne was one of them with the vulnerability. Claire, where she felt loved and cherished, um, but I don't know if it stuck. I think she, the, her, yeah, I don't her mentality towards the end when she found out her mom got out, we'll discuss, when you yeah. say that in a minute, but, um, and then the, and going to the last person that she kind of stays with and then she's like 20 or 21. But right before that, she actually does meet her dad. Like, right. uh, in, oh, in, yeah, she in, goes, in, she, uh, was it? German, Sweden? Yeah, Netherlands. They have a ton of kids. Yeah. yeah. And I she kind of that, finally yeah. meets him and it's like anticlimactic and she thinks because he's Because it boring. doesn't matter. The book's about mothers and women. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 But like, and it, uh, I, I, I'll agree with you though. I, I don't know how much I liked her by the end. Like. It's, it's, I don't know if I could personally be a friend of hers because I she is. Like she was kind of over not over dramatic but some no. of the writing was just too much towards the end like the whole like i lay down with the father again like i know i said that before but she yeah. says that like, like seven really times like in the book yeah 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 and i'm like okay you're being like a little heavy right now but for me it was yeah i know <laughs> that's funny you said because i didn't even notice that but yeah but um excuse me no stuff you noticed. but um i think i don't know if she learned learned um a ton of lessons more than she created a lot of baggage um, I feel, I think about, um, the empathy I, I want to have for her. For example, she never really had a father and that's what led her to sleep with all these men. Mm-hmm. But also she still had a brain and a mind, uh, to not disrespect another woman by sleeping with their partner. That's always my issue. Like mm-hmm. I could never do it. My people say I can never cheat. And I'm like, and people ask me what, you know, people say that, but people don't really know why, like, why, why do that if you keep it a secret? was a big deal. Yeah. And for me, it was the disrespect of the other person, of the mm-hmm. other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost don't even care about the man. I should. <laughs> but but it's just for me, like, I could never do that to a woman, not only that I know, which is more fucked up, but yeah. if, even if I don't know her, if I've seen her face, you know. Yeah. So for me, it was like, you did what your mom set you up to do. But she does and, choose Paul Trout in the end. She does. She, she does. chooses Paul, and that's something that's great. But she, at the end, you notice she kind of kept 
that history with her, which is also fine. I don't know if she hashed it out, but it, you know, I feel like there's like a to be continued. Yeah. yeah. Did she? It sounded like she had some sort of she's twenty one still. Yeah. She's twenty one. Yeah, it's crazy to think she's twenty one. It seems like she's 20. like forty by no. the end. Like, and that's she shit. says something about that at the end. She's like, I feel like we're old, but yeah, we're not. We're so young. Old. It's just yeah. the beginning, and we're in Berlin, or yeah, you know, and and I'm so Paul for me was so important because you know like I said Paul reminds me of, of Christian my boyfriend but um I didn't I didn't trust men very much before my boyfriend so I think I connect with her in that way I found a lot oh, yeah, someone someone you know I love my I'm like a daddy's girl but other than my father who I loved mm-hmm. I didn't find like I just had a lot of fucking you know I was like ugh, you know <laughs> and so but then I found Christian I'm like oh you're like really nice and honest and, and so I get that pull part. I feel that I'm going through that currently <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah you find someone nice and you're like oh this like the, like he's just like genuinely like wants to talk to me and he's interested in me for more than in terms of um Astrid is his her beauty she's beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. I mean that's because he actually point. did meet her when she wasn't at her most beautiful yeah mm-hmm. you know she so... was yeah well she still has that face but you know yeah, what I, mean? yeah, but I get yeah. you and so I, I, I hope, you know, it's always that readers like us are always like, what's the to be continued? What's yeah, part two? Yeah, that's always hard. But my hope is that she learns how to cope with her history, with her past. Hmm. Um, and she learns to, this is the Catholic schoolgirl in me, for partially or fully forgive her mom. That's really hard. I totally get that. Um, for her, for herself, not for herself. Her, in yeah. that part where they meet about Anna or Anne, Annie, um, Annie, excuse me, and um, I love that part because she's just like in her face, like yeah. what, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Finally. It's like it's yeah. climb. It's like so. It, it's like I love the part where she asks her mom. She's like, "How does it feel now that like you know I don't care anymore?" Yeah, like, let me like, go. Yeah, let me go. And that's something that Ingrid just that control man i'm shocked she did you know i'm shocked she did she found her way but uh, part of me i think is because she loved her a lot most of it but i think another part is like she could probably figure out how to get out without her daughter but Mm -hmm. i mean she did she did yeah she did and so but that scene we kind of skipped we didn't skip it but we were going through the the women but that scene in, in or that in that part in that chapter it's just like it felt so good. It was like watching someone yeah. that tailgates get stopped by the cops. You're like, yes, <laughs> yes. You're like, I love this because well, finally she, like, she Ingrid stood up always for had the reins, and yeah. now it's like it's finally going. And you to could Astrid. tell Ingrid knew that she had lost the control. Oh yeah. And it's just so powerful. And the you know what's coming out of Ashton? It's like fuck you, you killed Claire. And I I feel it yeah. in the writing. And like I said, we keep going back to the movie. Watch the movie too; it's great. But even then, the way that they acted that out, but the Did book, the even then, it? nope. You should see it, girl. Those, those, the act. Uh, Renee Zellweger as Claire, the softness that she gives. You her. wouldn't think like I. I know you don't really. <laughs> I like... didn't think that. I thought. I thought of Natalie Portman. Well, you should watch the movie because she oh, she plays like it Natalie pretty Portman. well. She's like, like really? I don't like Natalie Portman. No, I, I like her in V for Vendetta. I have. I have. They course. said she's supposed to look like um. What's her name? Audrey Hepburn? I think she's a little overexposed, like Zoe, yeah. Zoe Deschanel. I think uh, Renee Zellweger... See, the thing is, Natalie Portman's a lot younger than Renee Zellweger, though. Renee's, the, yeah, Claire Renee had Zellweger to look like a washed-up right actress. She's only 35. Uh, uh, who? Claire. Claire. Oh, no, I know, but she's supposed to look like a washed-up yeah, actress. To, and I think like, That's old for the actress. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she was supposed Renee to Zellweger, look... Renee Zellweger is supposed to... I just... I liked how she looked. She looked like... She does this I thing where she, she smiled well. with her eyes... And she's like this, like she does this yeah. in the movie, and I was like, "Yeah, that's Claire, like like d- sweetness, like yeah. a cu- like a little." But little... she definitely played the like the 
like on in like the mental illness like well like i thought she played the insecurity really yeah, well yeah definitely watch the movie and just see and, what, like how you feel because i think she they cast it yeah but when um, i saw renee zellweger was in the movie i pictured her as marvel <laughs> oh really? no, i was like she, yeah she can be white trash she right <laughs> robert right or, robert right Penn, Penn was star robert, robert, which well, is she's so not wrong anymore. to me yeah, because i pictured like christina ricci oh really i A pictured brunette. like okay. for she's not for supposed sh- to be blonde First, she's supposed to have they red made hair. everybody blonde. Is she supposed to have red hair? They always make and then they also, always make white trash with red hair. Claire was also they always supposed to that. have like dark brown hair. Yeah, Claire was supposed to be have That's dark true. hair. That's true. She's like a dirty blonde. I mean, movies never do what they're supposed no. to. No, but, but when like, it's like that important to the book, I, I feel like I feel like yeah, I feel like um, a better person for Star would have been Christina Hendricks. That's in a good my one. opinion. Christina. Did you ever see Mad Men? The like most beautiful oh, woman in the her? whole world. Yeah, because his the body type. They always made they always made a point to say Star had like the perfect body. And like, I liked her in those big ass heels and the sh- tiny little dress. I liked Robin no, Wright. Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. a level of tr- white trashiness to her her physical appearance as she recreated her. I, yeah. I, I could I could see her. Yeah, Robin Wright definitely played played it well. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, obviously, there's like the hair look, color yeah. and stuff that didn't. Yeah. But I, I liked her, but, you know. And Raina was really good, too. She was yeah, I like her too. on, Svetlana. like spot on. But, yeah. Um, do we have time for Selena? Or, like, we've gone real long. Is it? Yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. Two hours. <laughs> two hours. Why don't you just tell us what Selena means Yeah, you. You, you tell us. <laughs> so the book, I'll, I'll do a, a mini. Um, then after maybe... Um, you can tell because yeah. you read it. She's holding her hand up to me because she hates me because I didn't read the book. My most important book. Yeah. Okay, so I chose the other one I chose is To Selena with Love. It came out in 2012. I read it last year. It's written by Chris Perez. Um, Chris Perez was uh, Selena's husband uh, from for five years. So he, when she passed away, she was he was with her. And the book is about their lives, about them being together, uh, falling in love, um, getting into fights, uh, a lot of shit. Um, and uh, Gina read it. <laughs> I did Erica, read it. Erica, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling her chain, but she's, yeah. it's fine. She'll read it eventually. But anyway, so I chose this one because they kind of asked me what affected me as a as a kid or as a, as a woman of color. And White Olander, obviously, is not really something for women of color. It's just as a woman, I really like the book. But Selena, the book itself is new, but her as a person was monumental in shaping me as a young girl. And now even more. Um, you guys can't see, but I'm wearing the Dreaming of You lipstick. Yeah. The oh, that's what the color is? It is Dreaming Aww. of You. And then I'm wearing and a your pin, Selena, Selena yeah. pin from Belladonna. Um, and I'm currently, I'm not doing it right now, but I'm, I'm hashing out a, a sale of a Selena shirt on Instagram. <laughs> a you lot of our fans. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. So yeah, we're going to Venmo, so it's great. But um, <laughs> so the book Perfect. essentially is about, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, the book kind of starts... Um, it's it's uh, written in it's first person right yeah first yeah. person um chris you know he's he's not a, like an author you know he's not a huge writer um so the book kind of it i don't want to say lacks but it's it's a little weaker in terms of writing he's not yeah i mean he's the story the is what writer, you're reading but the for. thing is what you're what you're getting from this book is the immense and profound love he has for her the respect he has for her um and how sacred this was to him. Um, he's, you know, still in love with Selena. He's divorced. He's been divorced for almost 10 years or seven years. 
He remarried two years later, had two kids, and then got a divorce. He's never gotten over Selena. That's, and that's something that, in an interview, he accepted that that was the love of his life, and that was it. And well, when so, you read the book, I mean, I've seen the movie, you know, a million yeah, times. Yeah, of course, with J- J-Lo, killing it. Killin it. And I then... What? You never? You've, You've ne- never... Hold on. Okay, we're cutting this now. I'm leaving <laughs> the apartment, and I'm taking her car because she drove me here. Uh, That's insane. I have the DVD. I will give it to you. Okay. I've seen it like I will a watch thousand it. times. I... No. But, I mean, you We'll have get... a night. We'll have a night. We'll have a yeah. We'll have a night. I, my sister just got me... Claudia, thank you for that DVD so I didn't have to torrent it. Um... <laughs> But I have the I have the I have the DVD. Okay. So. But um yeah sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say because in that you like get her career arc and all that, but you don't. I mean, you get that she's like just a genuine good person, but when you hear like the stories he tells and how she's just like she's just so sweet. She is, yeah. And then you did you notice the book in the movie kind of he he talks about stuff that happened in the book movie and it's it's the same. Mm-hmm. So they they really did the movie does it justice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's like what got her killed in the end is she was way too generous and too she kind and was. too sweet how does how does it go down i i, have oh, I can idea. tell you okay. so <laughs> tell us um uh, yolanda or that woman as the fans call her um yolanda was a a fan and wasn't uh, she president of her, her so no she, she started as a fan because she was crazy and she kept like showing up to shit so yeah time. chris actually talks about it in mm-hmm. the book about so that's parts we didn't know so originally shelly laris was another singer very much like selena mm-hmm. in uh, in in her genre and uh and she asked shelly laris's family can i be president of your fan club they said no keep it in the family so she's like okay so she went over to selena and mm-hmm. then asked her they kind of said no at first, but then mm-hmm. she started going like when you keep concerts, showing up all the time, kept showing and... up, and then bam, you know, Selena, naive, yes, uh, she's too tw- pure for this. Nineteen, world. twenty years old, twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. She died at twenty-three years old. I'm three years older than her, and that's something I'll touch on in a minute. But um, she, and in her early twenties, she met Yolanda, and Yolanda got close and ended up in her circle, her personal circle of friends. Um, and she became president of the fan club and then became, she helped her out with Selena's boutique. So Selena had a clothing boutique and a nail salon. And that was something oh, Selena Oh, I didn't had. know all this. Yeah, yeah, so she had always wanted mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And her father was against, he's like, you're too busy. But Chris Which pushed her. Which is kind of funny because now that you think, of, like, in the world that we're in now, like, that's just a natural progression of, like, a singer's careers. They, like, branch out into that stuff. So she was, like, ahead of her time. Like, she I want to be, like, opening boutiques and I want to do this. I and, want like, my act own clothing. And shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, she, you know, yeah. her dad was a little outdated, clearly. He's, he, he still is. I'll yeah, he does that later. Seem, um, but, um, yeah, so Yolanda got close. And just to kind of skip all that parts, um, she became the president of the fan club, which was fine. And then she started running the boutiques with Selena because Selena is a second, um, her second language is Spanish. So she didn't, she sang in Spanish, but didn't know it in the which beginning. Which I didn't know until. It's great, right? Too. I thought that she, was crazy. She, so people, and she wrote songs in it too after that. She, yep. She's, her brother started writing and her whole, her, all her siblings. So by the way, if you're Latina and, and Latina, Latinx and you don't know Spanish, it's okay. You can learn. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think you're less Latino or Latina because I think that's something yeah, important. I didn't know that. Wow. No, she didn't. She, and there's a lot of videos of her, you know, giggling and covering her mouth when she would sing in Spanish because they'd kind of pick on her a little bit on TV, did but she, nothing bad. Did she have an accent? 
No, she oh. learned. She started watching novellas, like soap operas. Oh. Started reading, that and then true. by 1990, the end of her career, she was like, like she was just speaking it, you know. Well, yeah. so it was really she cool. wrote a bitty bitty bum bum too, right? Yeah, yeah. Or her brother did, and then oh. she started. Um, oh, I thought no, that's a good point. Yeah, they they were live, and they started creating yeah. it when they were rehearsing. You're right. Yes. Um, but A B Quintanilla, her brother, who's still a performer, um, he wrote all of her hits essentially. Um, but. But yeah, so to go back to that, so basically what happened is her dad figured out that Yolanda was embezzling money. So fans would come in, give them, they had a fee to get into her fan club, and you would, you're supposed to get back a cassette and like a t-shirt or something, you know? Yeah. Turns out they never got that, and they never saw the money back. And also, so, on the side, Yolanda <laughs> was building a shrine to Selena in her apartment. Yes. So like, I didn't a little know that either. psychotic. So yeah, it and then, it, and then it began, and so, um... And it's really sad because when you find out the timeline and you see her interviews, you see that it's in her mind. Like, there's one, like, two weeks before she was murdered, and you and she's, like, the guy's making a joke, and she, like, reacts, ba- like, late. Like, usually, this guy, this DJ that she's in the interview with, he's her friend, mm-hmm. and he makes jokes, and he's like, oh, hey, up, girl? And she's like, oh, hey. Like, she's just so yeah. consumed by this issue because yeah. she's heartbroken. She's so trustworthy. She's young, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's crazy just to kind of see that and cause I'm, I'm like a t- total big fan and so I watch a lot of her old videos, but anyways, so, um, they confront her, um, Suzette Quintanilla is her sister and Abraham is her father and uh, Selena, they all sit down and this happens in the movie and happens in real life. They show her the, the fake checks she signed for herself and she denies it and they're like, you're fired. You're not allowed to come to yeah. Q Productions, Q Productions is their, their, uh, company. And um, then she starts, you know, living, you know, living in hotels, calling Selena, please come see me. So well, that's um, the sad thing is she'll she goes and keeps meeting like it's not even just the one. one like, no, she it's keeps meeting times. with her yeah. in like hotels and like parking lots. And she goes alone a lot of the, sometimes Chris with goes Chris, with her, yeah. but sometimes she goes alone. Oh, we, yeah. And it's just heartbreaking that she was like such a sweet person. But like she and she tells Chris, she's like, I just don't want to leave her. I don't want to just dump her, you know. And then eventually she was so mad. She's like, I don't, I, she has paperwork, but, and then a week before you read it, um, Yolanda shows Selena the gun that would ultimately kill her. And she's like, I got a gun cause I'm for protection. And Selena's like, return that. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And she returns it. But then she I goes, like that like three days later, they let her buy it back. Yep. And so she has like a fight. gun loss, yep. guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Texas, man. And so they, um, then the next day she tries to go talk to Abraham, her father. Her father is really rude. Get the hell out of here. I'm going to call the cops. She buys the gun again. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so Chris in the, the most heartbreaking chapter I've ever read of any book. And yes, even Harry Potter chapter 13, <laughs> the day the world stopped. This is chronicle. It's a chronicle of a, a breakdown of the 48 hours um, from the 30th of March to March 31st at, uh, she died at like 1.03 p.m. or something. But, so, yeah. So, they, the day before, they go see her, and she, Yolanda's surprised that Chris is there and doesn't do it. And so Chris says, I think he was going to kill her then, but didn't because I was there. So the next morning, oh, it's so hard. I can't even talk about it. The next morning, he's asleep. He wakes up. Selena screams, and she forgot that his dad had stayed over. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then she's like, babe, go back to bed, go back to bed. And so he sleeps, and then he says, that's the last time I saw her alive. 
And so the next thing she knows, she has a cell phone. And she's like, Yolanda said she was raped in Mexico. I'm taking her to, to the hospital. So she made up this story that she was raped, mm-hmm. goes and gets a rape kit. Doctor's like, nothing happened. So at like 11.30-something a.m., Selena calls and says, hey, um, I'm going to drop her off, but I'm going to get this paperwork from her. He said, okay, you know. And, uh, yeah, and then... Shot her in the back. He, she, within 12.30 to 12.15, that was when it happened. And um, the next thing, Chris, in the, in the chronicle of the book, Chris is like, someone calls him, he's like, have you seen the news? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, something happened to Selena. And he's like, what do you mean? And then, and then his, her, his aunt is, it's just crazy to me because, like, I understand the aunt she called and she's like, I don't know how to say this. Selena's been shot. You need to get to the hospital now. It's like, how do you yeah. say this to someone? Yeah. And, and, um, she shot her in the back once. That's another thing people think she shot her twice. Ruptured an artery and she bled to death. That's why she died. And because she and ran. She, she, she ran. bought hollow bullets. She bought hollow bu- bullets. explode inside you. So it does the most damage. So, yeah. like, she just wanted to, like, really cause her pain. And now there's, like, a show, a psychologist was said something that, like, I never forgot. It was, like, they're like, so what do you think of that day? Because uh, when they were going through the trial, Yelena said it was an accident. And he's like, oh, no, when you buy hollow bullets, you buy a snub nose revolver, one of you is going to die. Yeah. It's not both of you live. One was going to die, and it was going to be Selena. So, you know, yeah. that's something that's, like, past. But in here, oh, it's like, it, that, the, the chapter is just heartbreaking. But um, he's driving, and he the way his mind is thinking, he's like, I couldn't wait to go in there and be like, you're so stupid. Why would you go by yourself? Yeah. He's, like, going to joke with her. Yeah. He was, you know, because he was like, she's alive. She can't die. You know, she can't die. Yeah. And so uh, she gets in, and this is different from the movie, so I'm glad he kind of put this in. He's like, A.B. was gone. I saw Suzette, and she was, like, just stone-faced. She didn't yeah. know. And then Abraham just walks up to him, and he's like, um, Yolanda shot Selena, and she's dead. Oh, she had already died. She died. She died at 1.03 p.m. Yeah. Um, and she died, and it was just like, that, 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 that chapter is insane, because mm. I don't know how he dealt with that. He still doesn't know. <laughs> but, yeah. But um, so that, it was, it was interesting to hear his side I grew up, we were in the living room in 1995, March 31st, 1995. I don't remember much because I was five years old. But Claudia, my sister, she said that everyone cried in our house. We were just heartbroken. We didn't know. It was, she, she meant a lot to me. And so to, to go, this yeah. is, that's how she died. Erica was asking how she passed away. So she was yeah, shot. Um, Yolanda said she did it by, <laughs> she said it was an accident that she was going to shoot herself. And, uh, the and unfortunate- I just missed and hit her back. <laughs> She <laughs> hit her head and hit her back. And and here's the other thing. Yolanda's a nurse. So if she accidentally mm-hmm. shot her... She knew what the fuck she was doing. Uh, one, why did you walk out of the door yelling, bitch? That's another one. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then two, why didn't you help her? And she's yeah. prison for life. Um, Good. And, and she no spent one- nine hours in her car, they said, just like holding nine- the gun oh, yeah. to her head, Hostage. saying like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, yeah. that sounds like an innocent person, right? Yeah, and then Chris says something in the book where he's like, He's like, she's not upset that she did it. She's upset she got caught. Well, That's what he said. Clearly. Yeah, of some course. Psychiatric and then he did this thing that, like, destroyed me, where he's like, everyone was watching, like, the live feed, and he, like, went into their room, grabbed all her clothes, stuck it in a black plastic bag, and closed it so he can keep her scent in her clothes. Mm-hmm. And that was, and he held it. And then, uh, and then he just didn't let it go for, like, two years. Like, he just mm-hmm. would, would pop a thing and then smell it and just dealing with that grief 
Um, and then another thing was like the one that oh my god I had a closet Christian is when um, a year in he lost a ton of weight. He was twenty five. Yeah. She was twenty three. You know, and uh, and he like someone invited him to a party, and he like would sit in the corner with a beer. And hold pictures of her doing stuff around the house. Not her performing. Not yeah. her like this. But mopping and vacuuming and cooking. Because that was her, his favorite thing to see her do. And I was like, that's so fucking horrible. <laughs> like, I just couldn't know that. <laughs> it, was, it was just so sad and dealing with grief. And, oh, God. And, 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 but I, you know, I think... I read this in, like, three hours, by the way. Yeah. Um, also beautiful. just that she seemed to be such a, like... A pure well, the way that she they were saying that she got into it, it was pretty much her dad's dream that yeah. like he wanted to be a musician and didn't work out for him. So like yeah. he made a family band, yeah. and she was just like you know the star. naturally she a superstar. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it worked out. But like he was talking at one point about her having like no friends really her age and how she like just had cousins and she sister. was like eight. She's like eighteen or something, and she said like a twelve year old niece was like one of her best friends, and that like broke my heart that she didn't have like a real life and she so she wasn't prepared for somebody like that to come into her life and try to manipulate her and like take advantage of her the way that Yolanda did yeah for so sure she wasn't I mean and that's the thing with like she, she was too pure yeah. she was she was sweet and it's funny to read this as a 20 I read it when I was 25 was the year but she, I surpassed her age that was monumental for me because I was yeah. like my whole life she's always been older than me and so when I surpassed, she was 23 years old. I can't imagine dying at 23. It just, it doesn't. Yeah. And then insane. there's a couple of scenes where they have fights and they're really petty. And, and, and what I like is he showed her immaturity because, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, when you see her and she's does a bustier, she's a woman, mm-hmm. but you know, when they were at home and she didn't like something, she was in his fucking face. Yeah. And she was, she was aggressive and she was a Latina woman. And I was like, I kind of like that. Like she was petty because it was great. Cause she's still 23. She's still 22. Mm-hmm. She got married, um, you know, young. And by the way, uh, you know, her, Mr. Quintanilla, uh, fired Chris when she, fa- they found out that they were together and he's like, you're a bunny yeah, relationship with her was really uncomfortable for me. Her the dad her. and her. I have an issue. Oh God. I hope one day someone. He listens to this. Uh, Mr. Quintanilla <laughs> is a controlling machismo father, a typical Mexican uh, father, an old school, controls everything. To this day, he is still doing that. And uh, currently, by the way, he's suing Chris Perez for making a show about this book, but he didn't uh, sue Maria Celeste for making a bullshit book about Selena having an affair with a doctor. And you know who she got that from? Yolanda in prison. Credible source. Credible (laughs) source. And her sister's against it, but yet y'all are suing uh, Chris Perez for talking about love. Anyways, I'm going to tag her in this. Um, (laughs) A lot of people. We got a list of tag people. It's it's hard because you want to respect. She loved her dad. You know, it was a respect thing. It was a cultural thing. And he was saying they were like really similar in personality. So I also get that they butted heads a lot. So it was probably hard for him to be the husband in the middle of it. Yeah, for but sure. But just there were like moments Chris is like, I it. love Selena. That's it. That's all he cared about. Yeah. In the end, he loved her. That was it. He fell yeah. in love with her. There was nothing that was going to stop him. And her dad didn't see it that way. He badgered and he bothered and, you know, um, finally accepted it because they got married. They, they eloped. Um, and so I love reading these little parts, you know, like when they, ha- when they held hands 
going over Mexico. That's one of the first chapters. Like, he was scared of flying, and she grabbed his hand, and he was like, yeah, uh, friends do this, right? Just hold hands. Friends, only friends. We're friends. Because he had a girlfriend. Yeah. And, and and he was just like, we're friends. We're friends, right? And, uh, and then it just started. It started, and then I think they were first intimate on the, on the bus, which in technical, in technical terms, how? But <laughs> if I ever meet him, I'll be like, how did you guys manage to have intercourse and there's like people on the anyways but good for them they had sex um (laughs) on the bus and uh yeah and it was just uh you know her creating this life and it's just so almost dreadful though because you know the ending Mm -hmm. you know and um like i said he's not the best writer but i just uh and i have have had friends that have worked with chris and they're like Every single part of him is about her. Like, and you feel it. And he's so sweet. And to this day, he's still amazing to, to her fans. He is a lot more open now. Um, after she died, he did. He had a lot of problems. Alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And, you know, of course. Um, yeah. And he didn't know he could find love again. He did, and he got a divorce. But now his daughter just turned 18 two weeks ago. So he had her in, like, like a couple of years after she died. But um, overall, the, the, the book is, is amazing. Uh, Gina read it and can comment. But... Uh, Selena. Erica didn't. Erica didn't. Yes. Oh Let's keep repeating. She bought it though. She didn't. But for me, I, it, um, I, didn't. I didn't even go into that part. Um, Selena meant a lot to me because in the '90s yeah. we had. '90s was very uh, heroin chic. Kate Moss is, is a girl. Uh, Kate mm-hmm. Moss and Madonna are the two pe- women who I saw a lot of, um, and I couldn't relate. Man, you know, they mm-hmm. were tall and blonde and white, and I was little, chubby, and black hair. And we weren't considered in some ways beautiful. Even Gloria Stefan at the end of the 80s came in and she did the, the songs, but she wasn't really like this beauty, beauty you know, that, that yeah. you saw. And then in the 1991, 1992 hit, and bam, you know, Selena was 19, 20 years old and she came in, big butt, big thighs, big, you know, nice, uh, you know, she didn't have big, big boobs, but she had curves, black hair, big lips, thick eyebrows. Like she just... She had everything that I saw in my sisters and I saw in my mom and I saw in myself. And so um, she means a lot to a lot of Latinas. Even now, she's become a cultural icon. She has. I mean, I see fucking tagging on the street. It's like, you know, uh, it's like, it's a, what do you call it? I'm trying to think. uh, It's like Run DMC, Snoop Dogg, and Selena. Like, they're, they're in. And I saw this interview with Big Sean, and he had a Selena shirt on. And I always wondered, like, the connection with her and, like, hip-hop and royalty. And he made such a great point, and it's something that I agree with. He's like, he's like, you know what? You know what's about her? You know, one, I mean, she's a stunning woman, but the other thing is she never forgot where she's from, and she never forgot her family. And Mm -hmm. she she helped her family. And she's like, he's like, that's gangster. That's what we like. We keep our families close together, and we we unite in that way. And he's like, so she is a gangster. She is royalty. She's she's an icon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's true. And so mm-hmm. it's crazy what when once the twentieth anniversary hit um, in two thousand and fifteen, it was twenty years since she passed away. That's crazy. She mm-hmm. just exploded, and now she has like the wax figure. Mac made a fucking makeup line with her sister. She's been dead twenty one years. Like for me, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it sold eleven million units just in California. And it wow. sold out the first. They had to do another round. They've never done that in history. So I bought more stuff, by the way, because I'm, <laughs> I'm selfish. But um, that's crazy. She'd be like 44. Like she would 40. be 44 years old. Yeah. And it's um, just to this day, I she's my idol. Like I love yeah. her. I loved, and it's funny because um, she really taught me 
to love the biggest one is to love my body because when you look at her you're like um she's wearing a bra you know but it wasn't about that she was stunning in the in the in the bustier and the tight yeah, pants but I love the bustier oh I love it and she really taught women like love your curves because she was not she did she did not fit the mold in the 90s mm-hmm. Kate Moss was a huge model she was I always think of her because I make this joke like I hate her she made me like feel insecure but it wasn't that it was just like I didn't look like Kate Moss mm-hmm. yeah I can't look I can but, never look like Kate Moss you know I feel like most I can, people don't look like Kate Moss yeah for you know what I mean but, <laughs> but even I'm like do we really want to yeah, yeah right she was a beautiful mm-hmm. model but when she was younger and you know Naomi so Campbell skinny. Skinny. she like, was very skinny yeah but that but like, that was the style though skinny that like, was the style uh, like well, she grunge that, isn't she the one that has the quote nothing tastes as good as pretty or skinny skinny heels yeah Yeah, i'm not into that (laughs) dumbest fucking quote empanadas taste better (laughs) food tacos and tacos like are they empanadas yes they're pastelillos but we empanadas another name for puerto rico they were straight yum yeah and and selena went to puerto rico in 1991 by the way but um (laughs) so she it's funny that the everyone knows me about selena fanatic i actually kept it wraps for years i was like i don't know this is kind of weird to be obsessed with this woman who's kind of just like not here anymore and then i just realized i started someone posted uh created a selena video instagram and just seeing her spin and and talk and laugh and i was like oh i love her i love her hair i was like you know i'm such a massive fan and and my siblings we were all were and we all have favorite songs you know my song my favorite song is see you it's about you know um if you betray me one more time it's over and then my sister and I song No Me Queda Mas is uh, Solange and Beyonce's favorite song by her. Uh, but um, it's Beyonce a- saw her when she was young. She did. She saw her when she like was young. And that like inspired her. Oh, wow. It really, yeah. yeah they they love, she's Texas girl. Texas, don't fuck her. I mean, it's funny because people think it's just Latinas. I'm like, girl, no. Texas white girl, they fucking love Selena because she's from there. She's a Texas girl. Yeah. She had an accent. You know, she goes, y'all. Like she didn't, people didn't know that because they didn't wow. hear her. And so anyways, I mean, she's just an idol to me and when this came out, I didn't actually know this came out because I wasn't obsessed. Like the obsession began, um, but now I'm. Just you know, you know, we are gonna have to wrap it up. Yes, we do. Yeah, I talk for like four more hours. About I could talk it. about this, but anyways, yeah. So I had them read. I had them read the book, and Erica didn't pay attention. So, um, <laughs> but Gina I did. did, and she wrote notes. So yay! But um, if y'all want to do it, you know, read it. Please read it. Um, it's a great kind of uh write up a the biggest one i want to end is um if you're going through grief i think it's an excellent book because he's so honest about his pain mm-hmm. um and i almost didn't want to read those chapters but i think it was important you read it and it, you know it's powerful and i see him now i'm like oh my god how do you every day and he you never get over it and that's something that he says and so it was beautiful I and i'm it's glad great her memory like lives on in so many different ways like it just does through you like just how passionate you are about her like She's important, man. Yeah. I'm going to write, hopefully, for Shop Latinx Biz. I want to write something about her. Oh, yeah. Eventually. But, yeah. I love her. I love Selena. So, um, <laughs> She's the best. Let Chris go back to Fiesta de la Flor, okay? That's, I'll put a, something about that later. Anyways, yeah, we're wrapping <laughs> up because I could talk another nine hours about Selena. But thank you, Gina, for reading it. Um, thank you for Erica. suggesting <laughs> these great books. Yes, I'm glad you guys liked White Oleander. I'm really loved it. It's it's weird when you kind of give someone a book you like because you're like it's scary. Know. You don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if they hate it? But I'm I'm glad you guys liked it because you guys are strong ladies. So it's a great. Oh, book. Thank you. We're all strong ladies. <laughs> yes. All of us, yeah. Thank you for joining. And thank you for us. inviting me. Oh, real quick. Uh, say what your handles are again. Yeah, let's so plug some stuff. That's plug. how we end podcast. Shameless plug it. Shameless plugging. Uh, my Instagram. It, my regular Instagram is my name, Eileen Benica's E I L E N E 
B-E-N-I-Q-U-E-Z. <laughs> and then my woman project is Women Project 16. Um, yeah, and those are my two. You can follow What's me there. Shop? What's the... Oh, Shop Latinx Biz is at shop, um, Latin, L-A-T-I-N-X, and yeah. then biz. Uh, we mostly do our stuff on IG. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out. You guys, there's a lot of amazing uh, designers I and follow artists. Them. They're really cool. Yes, they have amazing stuff. Gina, follow them too. too. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks for uh, letting me come. And uh, I hope you guys uh, follow me around. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. And, and uh, I hope to get more books from you guys. Let's get yeah. a book list, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well we're, the, we're the ones that will do that for you. And <laughs> we're going to shameless plug too. We're at Get Lit Podcast. Yes. Um, that is our Instagram. Uh-huh. And then we're going to get a blog going. Yeah. Yes. Let's, staring at uh, me because she knows. Uh. When our <laughs> IT person comes back from Australia. <laughs> uh, so any day now. Um, oh, he's my IT person too. Future. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. But um, yeah, it is already, we have our domain name where it's ready to go. You know, we're just. We're in the works. We're in the works. This it's is, happening. It's this is episode happen. three. This is. Yeah. A, I mean, you can't. Oh, that's my lucky number. Yeah, it's kismet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, listening to us ramble and ramble and uh, about what we're passionate about. And um, thank you, ladies. Yeah, that's, they're very nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of this Bye. episode here. Bye. John.